0: Welcome to the Podski.
1: What? Ooh, yeah. You understand, baby? Dig it? Let me tell you another thing. First name John. Last name Baker. Uh-huh. Brother. Hello and welcome to the Podski. I'm your host, the Man of a Thousand Gimmicks, John Baker. Welcome into episode 33 of the Podski. And we are going to do some reviews again we got the the three-man booth we got Theodore Teddy Mongoose we got Justin Andretti and what's going on fellas it was a good weekend of wrestling
0: Uh,
2: I'll
0: tell you what I don't know if I would have volunteered to be on had I known that this was the 33rd episode in a three-man group Oh Christ Almighty, man! This is this. Give me the EBGBs. I this is this is the episode that either uh, that either makes makes the big turnaround and shoots the Podsky to the stratosphere, or all of us get um uh, what's that uh, leprosy or something like that shortly thereafter because we made some sort of weird demonic turn. My gosh, I didn't realize the the gemantria, the numerology that was going to be going on here right now.
1: I didn't notice it until I literally read it out loud. I was like, wow, that's way too many threes. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Spooky, scary skeletons right away. <laughs> so I I do need to say this really quick. I'm happy that this is going to get recorded. This is a pretty big deal. Um, I was a little late getting on to the uh, the call today because my little monglet, all right, my little baby mongoose, she just read her first book tonight. So it was a huge deal. So we read we read uh, night is right for me. So we figured out that Nat, the cat, he got things all wrong. You know, usually he wanted to he wanted to sleep all day uh, or yeah, sleep all day and not all night long. And the dogs made fun of him. Um, and then all of a sudden he goes, you know, full turn, tries to run with the dogs. And then he realizes he needs to be his own guy. He did the Cody Rhodes, man. He He went out on his own tried to make his own way, came back as a huge baby face at the end. It was awesome. So big, big happenings over here in the mongoose deck.
2: Yeah, I think uh, Night is Right for me is the English translation of the Necronomicon.
0: <laughs> Dude, if, I, if my daughter's first book was read off of uh, human skin, And then we came into here on the 33rd episode with a three-man booth. And then John behind him is burning this really weird candle. I don't know if anybody else can see that. And there is a strange geometric pattern going on with that curtain thing that he has. So I guess we just opened a portal to hell. This should be a good episode. Yeah, this should be a good episode. Let's go. Well,
1: before we get any further... Oh uh, we gotta send out Ts and P's, a R.I.P. to the Milky Way, Andretti's favorite restaurant of all time.
2: they tried to take my life. I'll tell you that um, at one point. Um, yeah, I, their food's good. They've got a huge menu. I mean, I, I can't speculate on why they might be closing down, but they've got 75 people working in a diner at the same time. So it could have something to do with that. If that place closes down, there's going to be a thousand people who are going to lose their job.
0: It also, never, never a good sign whenever you are announcing the your eminent closing on one of those uh facebook posts that are just a plain color background with huge white text so i i would assume that that's the nail in the proverbial coffin there's no coming back from that you know what i'm saying you could you can you can you know troll or mess around with some regular sans serif font but whenever you hop in there with those big white letters on that color background party over
2: I don't know. I don't know where I'm going to get a, a hot dog and a, and a a hash brown and a Snickers bar and a uh, slice of pizza the next time I'm heading down your way. I don't know where I'm going to get all that.
0: I can take you over to I can take you over to Carnes. I can I can hit you with a, with a hot bar with a uh, with a um, some uh, popcorn chicken that'll uh, spike your cholesterol, and then we could top it off with a little bit of a uh, little bit of everything from that big candy wall. Um that'll send you into diabetic shock. So don't worry. We've got plenty of ways to kill you down here in South Central PA.
1: <laughs> well, we were just talking about that earlier before you got on your Mongoose, that there, there's literally nothing around there. Like, they're the only game in town, and that's insane that, like, they're going to be closing down. It's wild. Like, close to where and Mercersburg ain't that close. Yeah,
2: what's yeah even- and
0: you would, you, would, you would assume that it was just – I'm sorry. I was just going to say you would assume that it, it's it's just – by, that would be one of those things just simply by choice. You know, if you survived, if you survived the four shutdowns in 2020, um, you know we're able to navigate through those waters, still turning out business. Now, like you said, it's not like there's anywhere else to go or anything else to gather and eat around that area. So, my hope is that the owners say, "Hey, we got enough money to not do this anymore." And that all of the uh, teens and tweens that are serving milkshakes and all of that find something else to do.
2: There's so many people that go in and out of that place. There really is. Every time you drive past there, there's like thousands of people at at, at the Milky Way.
1: I love it. Like you think a thousand people work there and a thousand people are, are dining at the same time.
0: Yeah, dude, for the for the people in, in the Netherlands that are listening right now, I just picture them thinking that this is some, you know, metropolis, uh, yeah, mall of America kind of deal, um, which it is, obviously, in, the, in, a, in a town with a population of three hundred forty people uh, that has a thousand workers and hundreds of thousands of patrons every day.
2: There's so many people working in that place. <laughs> oh, man. I, mean, they're, they're, I think their payroll probably killed them. I don't know. I don't know what else could have put them in, a, in the casket other than the payroll. Uh, the price of hot dogs in, have in the black.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yep. Right. Price of the brick went up. That's what they say.
1: <laughs> All right. So today, on today's show, we're going to be reviewing uh new japan's uh battle in the valley and we're also going to talk about uh elimination chamber uh there were some pretty good shows over the weekend i know that andretti is gonna you know hammer down on some new japan stuff here because he loves new japan so much but uh yeah so before we get into doing that we're gonna do a new segment with uh with our brand new trio uh, we're going to run a top five. So who wants to go first on their top five of the week?
0: I'll kick it off. I'm not scared. Yeah. All right. So this, uh, this top five, you know, we, 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 we sort of kicked around. What is it? You know, what could it be? You don't want to go through all the normal conventions of, you know, five favorite matches or five favorite, you know, whatever. Um. And so I don't know which direction that you guys are going to go, but I'm going with my just five favorite things of the week, or, you know, if this were to be something that would happen more often than, you know, of the last couple of days, whatever that might be. And so uh, my timeline here is going to start about seven-ish days ago. Um, and my fifth top thing, my fifth favorite thing of the past week or so is that Reebok is bringing back the Blast OG? Um, this is a huge deal for sneakerheads. It is one of those absolutely um, polarizing, kind of disgusting. If you look at it just as a, a lay person, it looks like you know somebody threw some sort of like paint splatter, or um, you can use your imagination as to what else you could consider that white splodge that is on the back of the shoe. Um, But it was worn by Nick Van Exel, his rookie year in the NBA. It was part of the Morbius pack with the Kamikaze 2, with the Shack Gnosis, with the Stripey Big Hurts. And so I I can't lie that that one is going to make me quite itchy here at the beginning of March whenever that drops. So I was excited about that. Um, my fourth favorite thing of the week, and this is one that maybe you guys can have a little bit more insight into, maybe can lead to a little bit of converant conversation. Um, my fourth favorite thing of the week is Juggalo Oscar, dude. <laughs> not only, not only is she the greatest, like the the best working person in this company right now, like just in terms of she gets in the ring and it is awesome, gets cranked up to a thousand um i love the new look i love the fact that she slightly tweaked her finish um i love that she is a killer uh the only thing i don't love is that they changed her music yep. i don't understand why we had to change that that music up because it's sort of the same but
1: different
0: like, yeah yeah and shittier you know what i'm saying like worse um so that's my only that's my only oscar great, but she's she's the greatest man she's absolutely the greatest um my third thing of the week is fka sasha banks mercedes Monet, not monet money um i've been singing that money in my head over and over again all week man <laughs>
2: Money,
0: money. Um, dude, this girl, she's she's great, and I don't want to say the greatest because I just said that Asuka is. Um, so she's the next greatest. Uh, and here's the thing. Um, you think about killer, killer matches, women's matches that you've seen in the last whatever, let's say seven to ten years. And when I tell you Sasha Bailey from TakeOver Brooklyn, when I tell you Sasha Beyonce, or Beyonce, Bianca, Belair, excuse me, uh, Sasha Beyonce would be interesting. Uh, when I tell you Sasha Bianca from the first Mania back with fans was yes. absolutely killer. That was my favorite match of that entire weekend. And then uh, Mercedes and Kyrie from this weekend, um, I thought and we all pontificated and kicked around that what is new japan doing just opening up a dump truck of money to bring in sasha or mercedes or whatever because um you know she's she's not you think the juice isn't worth the squeeze you don't really have a women's division if you want to build one we get it but there's all this talent and stardom and there's all this you know, all these unfounded gems, especially in Japan, man, where they have that storied culture of women's wrestling. Um, And I'll tell you what, after this weekend, I get it. I absolutely do. She is a absolute superstar. Her match with Kyrie was incredible. And if I say Bailey, Bianca, Kyrie, all killer matches, the common thread is Sasha or Mercedes. So she made it. Um my second thing is uh the Eddie Kingston and Jay White Chop Fest, Slop Fest, Murder Beatdown that happened this weekend. Um I read an article from um, Jake the Roberts uh that he was uh sort of spouting off about uh, you know, I don't get down with strong style because, you know, essentially uh the fans all know it's a work, so why are you gonna hurt me? Um The answer is because we know it's a work. So when you make it real or seem real and, you know, hit hard and safe places that it's much, much easier to really, really engage yourself in the theater that is pro wrestling. Um, And those guys decided, hey, uh, this is a Loser Leaves Town match, essentially, and um, we're going to make this one count and we are going to take you on a ride. And they absolutely did. So that was phenomenal. And then my top thing for the week, gentlemen, this is not necessarily wrestling related, but I'm going to need to take a couple of minutes here to tell you about the glory that is Physical 100, which is a Korean reality show on Netflix. And this is specifically important to fans of Japanese wrestling, New Japan wrestling, where you're used to taking in action while reading subtitles do you know what i'm saying or you get that like that big booming um that overhead uh intro voice first before the card and everything it is set up so similar uh there are 100 contestants male and female it's not split 50 50 by any means you know it's probably like a 70 30 split 75 25 they have bodybuilders they have korean special forces people they have crossfitters they have actors they have youtubers they have fitness youtubers they have strong men they have all these different builds and body types some people are absolutely shredded to the gills some people are just jacked up like you know jeff cobb style um and then they have like i said sort of like the the youtube crossfitter um or uh, fitness ladies and I'll tell you what, I'm like six episodes in. Uh, TV has to be really good to grip me nowadays, um, You know, aside from a couple of binge, uh, binge watches with uh, Mrs. Mongoose. And this one, I'm literally just watching by myself. And whenever I catch a couple of minutes, I'm all in. They do, um, and this is no spoilers or anything given away. There is a challenge where they simply hang. So you have to hang and not fall. There's a team challenge where they are building bridges and moving sandbags. There's a team challenge where they are um, moving a two-ton boat across sand. It is absolutely, it is fantastic. And then the best thing about it is if you're familiar with like the MTV challenge and you like that sort of genre, you get sort of that competition and stuff there but they're so polite, like the subtitle. And I know that there's not one-to-one translations. Dude, the subtitles are like, great effort. <laughs> I'm here to give it my all. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I'm i so proud of you. You are so cool. Like all these things that never get said in American television, because it's all just like burying people and F words and bleeps and whatnot. And these people are just like, oh, he is the greatest. And like there's, a, there's a, a Korean MMA fighter that's like, not in terms of uh his infamy but like celebrity he's apparently like it it seems almost like a conor mcgregor's type he wears like like sunglasses he's really well kept um he wowed people when he walked in and like he's a total baby face man like he absolutely is about like team and leadership and i'm telling you guys like it is 10 hours of your life so it's not it's nothing short by any means but if you are just looking for some mindless TV, something to pop on while you're sitting on the bike or the treadmill or whatever, it is the way to go, man. It is excellent television. It is my favorite thing. Even with all the wrestling we saw this weekend, it's my favorite thing of the last week is a physical 100.
1: Well, I as soon as you were describing it, the first thing I thought of was like, that sounds like the Korean challenge. And that sounded awesome because I'm a huge lover of the challenge.
0: Yeah, and the thing about it is, And maybe there is, maybe there's some space for it, but there's not a lot of house time. So there's not built in storylines of rivalries and whatnot with the people in the house. The rivalries all strictly come through competition, which again, like, you know, and even if it's sort of a work or kind of a work or, you know, they, they put certain people together to do certain things, the way that it plays out, man, is just very, it's very entertaining. It's good TV. Nice,
1: nice. What about you, Andretti? What's your uh, top five for the week?
2: So for number five, um, I'm also going to do something that's not uh, not wrestling related. I'm going to put over the McDonald's app uh, <laughs> in my number five. Um, so the the way this started was um, on the weekends. Um, I'll I'll just get out of here and I'll go I'll go someplace and drive you know drive around and maybe stop at a Starbucks and do some work or whatever. But um, what happened was. I would stop at, you know, McDonald's if it was early enough in the morning and try to get like two uh, two sausage McMuffins and a coffee, right? And I always drink iced coffee. So I go to, through the drive-thru and the first time I get it, um, somehow I only pay like $6 <laughs> for, you know, two, uh, two sausage McMuffins in and in an iced coffee. And I'm like, oh, that's a really good deal. Well, then I found out that their iced coffee is the same price as Starbucks iced coffee. And I'm kind of like, you know, all right, that's a little weird. How the hell did I get all that food for six bucks? So I go there two more times over the course of two more weekends. Um, and I end up paying a different price <laughs> for all three, all three times that I went at the same time of the day. Um, I ended up getting a, a different price all three trips. So on the third one, um, I asked the drive through, the drive through, the drive-through, uh, you know, operator how the hell that happened right and she told me that i gotta download the app and i'm like well i haven't been using the app (laughs) at all for any of this so and then she was like yeah just download the app and and you'll be able to get the uh you know the the iced coffee for for one dollar and i'm like oh okay so i hold up the whole line at mcdonald's and i download the uh the app on the spot and I log in and everything, and um, I'll tell you what this this app is pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> you can you can order in advance, and you just go up to the drive-through and, and you tell them a, a code number, and they just usher you right to the window, and you get your food, and you're out of there in three seconds. I could not believe how well done it was. First of all, and if I, I, after I got I got in there and started digging around a little bit um, on the app. They've actually got really, really good deals on the app where you get, you know, free stuff or or points. Um, They've got like daily, daily deals. This is going to make everybody so much fatter than they already are, man. Like if you, if you want to take advantage of this, you can actually do pretty well and get a pretty good amount of food for even less money than you are already getting (laughs) at, uh, at McDonald's. So it's pretty dangerous because every time I open the app. Um, and I'm just going in there the last two days and playing around cause I knew we were going to record and I'm like, man, I can really go get this for this. <laughs> so, and I, it, it, I had to stop myself from going to McDonald's like three or four times today. So my, my, uh, my number five is, uh, is going to be how, how well, how well they've executed, um, the, the McDonald's app and the whole process of getting there and getting your food and getting out of there fast.
1: Nice. I can't even what get nice coffee right? for a dollar.
0: Yeah, well, that, that only makes sense though, right? Because they would have first revolutionized how you get your burger, fries, and soda. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm sh- I'm sure they brought in the uh, the Titans from whomever that created the um the, the the dopamine hits that you get from refreshing your Twitter feed or whatever to to make it so that Andretti just wants to sweat fry grease all day long.
2: i mean let me me tell you some of the deals that are are going right now i'm just gonna i'm I'm gonna read this down for you really quick you can get um free large fries with minimum purchase of one dollar okay so that's pretty good um free double free double cheeseburger or six piece nuggets when you buy one pretty good deal um free quarter pounder with cheese big mac or 10 piece when you buy one $1 hash browns is a good deal. 20% off purchase of $10 or more. Those are pretty good deals, man if you're, if you really want to, want to live on a budget and get, you know, pretty good food. Look, I, I love McDonald's. I, I'm, I'm going to put McDonald's over. They're the, they're the, they're the best in the world. In my opinion, McDonald's is best fast food in the world. I think it's really good. I think your food's great. Um, you know, and, and I'm, I shouldn't be eating it. I know that, but I can't, I can't stop because I love it. I'm going to go eat what I want to eat and their food is good. So, um, everything with that whole app and the whole process of, of, uh, ordering and getting the food and getting out of there in less than 10 seconds was uh, unbelievable
0: dude I, I can't wait
2: for the uh
0: for the the matrix to catch this and for uh bake to get, get accidentally monetized here with a uh mcdonald's ad read at the start of the show here next week <laughs> like one of those one of those ad drop-ins at the beginning that
2: you know
1: love- we bought the milky way
2: Yeah. We bought the Milky Way, exactly. Um, so for my, um, for my number four, I put down WWE um, basically coming right out and saying that they think that Kenny Omega is worth more than Jay White. Um, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, part of me thinks that that's probably accurate, and part of me thinks that that is short-sighted. So I don't know how much more gas is in the Kenny Omega tank, to be honest with you. But um, I I think that there's an opportunity here to get both of them, and they should try to get both of them, and not debut Jay White until, I don't know, October? Why can't we sit on it for a couple months and get Kenny Omega involved in SummerSlam, you know, or or even earlier than that? So that uh, that was my number four.
1: Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Omega. I, I can't imagine he wants to leave AEW, but I mean, never say never, especially with Cody. Um, I don't know. It's a, That's really interesting if he would want, if he would decide to leave and go to WWE. Be really interested to see how they use him and how he would adapt to their style. I mean, I'm pretty sure the dude can wrestle any style, but that would be interesting to see what they would do with him.
2: He would probably wrestle his own style.
0: And You know what? I, that when we I think we talked about this a little bit before. before um, whenever we spoke a couple of weeks ago about uh, the Jay White versus Kota Ibushi and why Jay White's a better WWE fit. Um, if I'm WWE and I have, have X million dollars to spend on a wrestler, it's it's Jay White, and it's not only because of the style, but like you just said, he we got a guy that's in his late twenties. I would assume Jay White can't be 30 years old yet, is he? I'm
1: on it. Okay, thank you.
0: But versus, you know, Kenny Omega's late 30s who also 30. just got his entire body operated on. Jay White's 30. Same age. Yes, yeah, so he got a, Kenny Omega Yeah, there you go. So Kenny just got his entire body operated on. And, you know, that that style that he wrestles doesn't have longevity in terms of, you know, being able to do that night in and night out. That being said, Kenny did say, I mean, this was what, four years ago, five years ago, that one of his dreams was to wrestle AJ at WrestleMania. You can't do that if you wrestle for AEW. But that being said, I don't know if it's worth because he I mean, he he dances the beat of his own drum and I, I don't know if it's worth him you know, giving giving up the latitude that he would if he would go to WWE, that's an interesting one.
1: Yeah, I totally forgot about him saying about his dream is to face Styles at WrestleMania. I mean, it's, it can't happen. This WrestleMania, obviously, because of Styles is hurt. And plus, I don't think Omega's deal is up until after WrestleMania. But at any rate, I'm assuming if Khan was smart with the contract and knowing that Omega was injured, there's going to be time added on, so that might not be, actually be true, that the it might be past April. So, it's interesting. But, I, I can't imagine that Omega would want to do Forbidden Door, at least. I don't know why he would want... He doesn't really have to, I guess, but it
2: would... Has that even been announced?
1: I would assume that they're going to do another Forbidden Door, too.
2: Yeah, I think, I think that that is
0: formally, informally announced that 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 they're doing it. I don't know if it'll be in Chicago again, but I think that right after the first one, because the first one was such a success whenever they had no idea, because you know that card got totally train wrecked and derailed. Um that uh that essentially uh they wanted to that they were doing a second one and that like you just said John, I don't I don't know how he doesn't do that. I guess, I guess the next factor is Kota Ibushi. And so, you know, maybe that would be a tale uh, to a tell rather to see where he goes and maybe Kenny follows. Because if you don't get to wrestle AJ, which AJ probably doesn't have a many WrestleManias in him. That being said, though, it's not like AJ can't just do a mania in five years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the, the, they, they defrosted The Undertaker once a year for how long? So, you know, I'm sure that they just did it with Batista.
1: Yeah, that's really yeah because I don't think that Styles, he's not gonna he's not gonna be on the road. He's already been saying he doesn't want to do, uh, full time scheduling more. That's interesting, for sure.
2: Mm. There's uh there's nothing on the New Japan site past um uh March eighth actually April eighth.
1: Yeah, I think wasn't wasn't Forbidden Door wasn't that in June? I think. At least yeah. this time.
0: It was like late June because there was a it was the first time that they had like a four week turnaround for a pay-per-view if you remember because they did double or nothing and then that was sort of people that one of the talking points was how are they going to do a uh essentially a you know WWE schedule month to month pay-per-view as opposed to having the three month build in between
1: considering the three month build doesn't seem that great anymore but I'll I'll save that for later <laughs> What else you got your top five, Andretti?
2: Okay, so I had uh, let's see where we're at here. I had uh, the CMLL uh, entrances. The CMLL entrances are really great. Um, They basically all come out to either metal or hard rock music, and it's fantastic. And I just wanted to put I, I wanted to put over whoever's doing the music in CMLL is 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 trying to win my heart, and they're doing a good job.
1: Do they have Scissor Fight Hammerdown?
2: They I might, mean, they might as well, man. It might as well be all scissor fight. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's really It's really good. It's just, it's, it's a great show. The pr- the production is excellent. The lighting's really good. You know the 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 work in the ring is excellent. Like the crowd's great. Everything everything with CMLL is really fun. So I can't, for, I can't
1: say that I've actually ever watched CML CMLL. It's it's CMLL. Look,
2: it's, all, it's all on YouTube. It's free. It's on YouTube for free. So you can go check it out. Go to their go to their uh, page on youtube there's a million different things on there they post different shows every week i mean because they run they run arena mexico every every uh friday night so there's there's shows every single week okay now it's in spanish so you might you might not you might not know exactly what it is that they're saying but you'll pick it up pretty quick you'll be able to you'll be able to follow along
1: i'm edumacated
2: yeah um so for my number two um i put um i, I got to give credit words to due uh, number two i put nick gage Versus Mike Bailey from the other night uh, here here at, in uh, in L A at the Ukrainian Center, um, GCW title match. That show that show was pretty good. The whole show was pretty good. Uh, that was the one that Cardona was in the uh, the Indiana Jones gear and took on Nick Wayne, and that was uh, that was pretty fun to watch that match. Um, but but Nick Gage and, and Mike Bailey they had an actual wrestling match. And it was very good and and engaged, surprisingly did a really good job for being, you know, 42 years old um, and and jumping around in there and doing his thing so that I got to give credit where it's due. I'm not a huge Nick Gage fan, but I thought that match was really good.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised you were giving Nick Gage's due here for once. I thought you're burying the first.
2: You got to do it when you see it, man. You know, and he's not my favorite wrestler by any chance, by any any stretch of the imagination. I'm not a death match guy at all, you know, with that stuff. But um, surprisingly yeah. enough, that match was that match was pretty damn good. So I got to I got to I got to put him over for that. But my uh, my number one that I had was it was Beth Phoenix and Rhea Ripley from Elimination Chamber, and I'm sure we'll get I'm sure we'll get a little bit more into this. You know, and I don't want to I don't want to say too much now and and not have anything to talk about later, but. Um, I thought they were the stars of that match. They they looked really good. They were going at it. They were really physical, and that that really should be the uh, assuming that Rhea's, Rhea Rhea Ripley is going to win that belt at Mania, which I think you know she's going to she's going to do. Um, that really should be her first match. Her first match after after uh, Mania for for the um, you know defending the title should be with Beth Phoenix, and they I, I would love to see it. I thought they did a great job.
1: That's interesting because typically I could care less about what Beth Phoenix does but I'd be interested in that if you're, I mean, it'd be something different for once instead of just treading the tires on somebody else in the division. Like give us a legend to go throw in there. Why not?
0: That match got a lot. Like I've, I've only heard good things about that match, which is fascinating. Do you know what I mean? Like I, I haven't read or heard a review that didn't say something to the effect of it. That match wasn't perfect, but it was fun. And in watching it, you know, I, I, it's not like I thought differently. I didn't, I didn't have anything negative to say about it, but that that's usually not the reaction that you are going to get across the board on a mixed tag. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I feel like the last time that that really happened was the Rousey debut match where people universally were like, Hey, that was really good. That was fun. Again, like it wasn't a technical masterpiece, but the match itself was fun. And, um, yeah, so that was that was that was good, Jay Andretti. I was I was not expecting that. And I give you credit because that was well well deserved.
1: Yeah, nice top five. I dig it. Ooh. What do you uh, what do you got, Blake? Uh I'm gonna do an honorable mention uh at six, and I'm gonna put over uh the DJ Khaled fives. Uh I am going to bury Nike.com for releasing them uh under retail and twenty five percent off, screw them for that because it totally killed the resale on them. And I was trying to sell them, and then I ended up because I'm going to lose money on them, so I kept them. And those things are fantastic. That leather is buttery soft. I've never been a five guy. I don't. I'm. I've never been into the fives. I'm not a big into the three M and all that on the tongue, but. I put them on and those things are nice. I literally wore them all weekend long. They are so comfy.
0: Fives are great pair. And the thing about them is that uh, it's my two favorite f- pairs of fives that I've had in the last couple of years. I had the Bel Air, the Fresh Prince Bel Air fives, the ones without laces in them. Yeah. Um, and that was like the Nike Air in the back, the grapes. Mm-hmm. Um. And I beat those things into the ground, man. They were they were a great sneaker, really, really high class materials. And then the uh 2020 release of the Fire Red Fives, um, the misses made me downsize. So those ones were on the chopping block. Uh, it's fascinating because that's one of those sneakers where um they look great on the shelf. Uh, they don't always look great on people's feet. Uh, that being said, um, when they work. Not only do they work really well aesthetically, but they're—I think that they're a really comfortable pair. I'm—I'm yeah, I'm a big fives fan.
1: Yeah, I never had a pair of fives. I always despised them because I just didn't. I don't, for some reason, I just didn't like the look. And then I put them on. I was like, all right, I'm—I'm—I'm uh, I'm, I'm on the fives now, especially because it's got the Nike on the back and the We the best. Like, it, they're great, fantastic. Um, but my number five—I'm putting over the Daytona 500. We never talk about racing on here, but I went over to uh, Mom and Dad's. Uh, yesterday on Sunday, we're recording this on Tuesday. Went over on Sunday, watched the race with mom and dad. It was a good time. Uh, really let my uh inner South Central PA show there with uh some NASCAR talk. That's so NASCAR talk. We should do. Andretti knows all about that NASCAR talk. So um, well, I
2: sure do. I sure do. <laughs>
1: uh, but yeah,
0: I I don't mean to do this to you, John, but this is time for time for story time with Teddy here really quick uh the last room. time this happened we, we talked ryan's uh-huh uh, andretti if you were there i hope you were there and i think that we've discussed this since but we would go to eaton park are you familiar with eaton park john well, i know where this is headed
1: <laughs> yes i'm familiar with eaton park okay
0: so in in my late teens early 20s we would uh many a night we would hit the midnight buffet on Friday and Saturday All right. because we, you know, we weren't we weren't doing a lot of. There, there was no crazy rabble rousing. We were literally dudes that hung out, played video games, and then we'd go and get something to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like it was. Yeah. I to be honest, looking back on that, I was I'm pretty proud of myself for staying out of a lot of trouble in that way. Um, and we hit the midnight buffet one night. Uh, and we are standing there to be seated, and uh, the people in front of us, there is a man and his lady wife, and uh, they say, sir, will you have uh, smoking or non-smoking? Because at this point in time, smoking was still widely accepted, in, uh, especially in diner-style restaurants, and there were, you know, that smoking section was on this side, through the partitioned door opening thing was the non-smoking side over here and the dude looks yeah dude looks square at that hostess and he says we'll have the chewing and racing section please and i wanted to be in the chewing and racing section you know what i'm saying like wherever the chewing and racing section was (laughs) that's where i wanted to be man and so i'll never never forget that I, i got quite a quite a few Eaton Park anecdotes up my sleeve that I can, you know, sort of deal out here as time goes on, but that chewing and racing section was a big deal and it will forever will be a big deal. The chewing and racing
2: section. Fan- I, I think I've been, I think I've been there for 20 years.
1: It, does Eaton Park even, does it even exist anymore? Yeah. I don't think I've seen one in forever.
2: Yeah. It's just still a chain. They don't, I don't think any of them are open, uh, open 24 hours anymore and i think i think they're they're all completely done with the midnight buffet but yeah they're they're still open
1: i love that you have uh in your short time that you've come on here you've provided us with great buffet stories i hope yeah, yeah, it's like
0: buffet story man <laughs> yeah yeah i didn't even think about that you know and the crazy thing with eaton park is that it the one as far as i know this was last year anyways um so my my parents uh especially since I moved away um have completely given up on the idea of actually preparing food for themselves and so they only eat t- takeout eight nights a week um and my mom non-stop last lenten season because we're right about there ash wednesday is tomorrow uh said that oh, I need to bring you eaten parts fish um I don't know why she's not going to fish fries. I don't know why she's not going to Konzati's. There's all sorts of places that you could get good fish. And my mom opts for the, uh, you know, what God only knows where that's farmed from, probably from uh, Bob's Creek or whatever. Um, but they bring that in, uh, you know, fried up, throw it on the plate. And so, uh, yeah, Mommy Mongoose is a huge Eaton Park fish fan.
2: I love the Konzati's shout out. <laughs> i was not prepared for that <laughs> hey dude game
0: recognized game you know
2: i think it's a church i think it's a church now i know the gonzati's the market is still open but the uh there was a gonzati's restaurant on scalp heading down towards wimber which is now a church
0: i i've been to the church at gonzati's since i was a, a wee lad <laughs> that was that was what that was what i thought that the cold cuts and cheese was from it took me to church Amen, amen. You know, I'm talking about John, you're a pop culture guy.
2: He was born in 2018. And he has no idea.
1: Yeah, I know. Didn't get it right? right,
0: right, right. I think that song came out in 16, so shortly before the shortly before Mama Mama Baker birthed to Johnny. We, uh, amen. <laughs> Do you got. You need to drop that in. You, you got. You got to drop that in. Drop amen. In. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh,
1: number four on my list. I have uh Paul Heyman and Cody Rhodes. Those two together on Raw every week are a fever dream. They are fantastic. Everything that they come on there and do. Uh, For this build, WrestleMania is awesome, and the fact that (laughs) Paul Heyman said he was gonna fuck Randy last night, like that was awesome. It's so great. They need to keep all this momentum up. We got thirty nine days till WrestleMania. Let's just keep the train going. I can't wait to see this match. It's gonna be awesome.
0: Paul Heyman, I I I absolutely mean this. He is the best non-verbal character on television. Like, not only he's magic with a microphone in his hand, but everything he does next to or behind Roman Reigns, his facial expressions and stuff, he's so good. He is so good. Um, And I, I don't mean to jump ahead, but him saying to Kevin Owens, i never liked him i'm i'm here with you now before he caught that stunner was awesome spent two years licking roman reigns boots and then oh no no it was all a jig i'm with you kevin just so that he wouldn't get stunned and because he's such a greasy greasy slime ball it's just forgiven it's whatever you know i love
1: yeah it is fantastic uh, uh, number three uh, already mentioned Mercedes Monet uh, not going to just retread what we've already said about her pretty money. money Uh yeah playing over and over in my head we're going to insert that in here right now
2: money money money
1: uh, that was something that i wasn't expecting to be as good as what it was but i'm so glad that it was it was really good and we'll get to it it, later on uh in our battle battle of the valley uh review uh but number two i have eddie kingston uh i'm super happy to see that he actually got out and got to do something since his whole like opportunity deals or i don't know what's going on with him in AEW, but he hasn't been on TV much. He's few and far between. Um, but he was he was awesome. He put in a really good performance. Really happy to see that for him. Because I think that he's something. Somebody like him is really lacking from that show right now. Is how I feel about that. Um, And then uh, number one. Uh, I'm going to put over the uh, Harvest Seasonal Grill in Harrisburg. Uh, the missus and I went there on uh, Saturday night. I got the surf and turf. Went for the big boy the, the big boy dinner and it was it was a plus plus it was fantastic topped it off with a uh or I washed it down with a nice uh vodka sprite and then uh, finished it off with this they had like this cinnamon bun uh dessert thing it was like a like a i it had like crumbles of uh cinnamon bun in the bottom it had like a cinnamon icing.
0: Oh, a description. It had a uh, crumbles on uh, a cinnamon bun. Yeah. Dude, that sounds awesome. What would you say that was again?
1: Uh, Harvest seasonal grill. It's, Harvest right seasonal there grill. The, uh, it's there at the shops uh, at Susquehanna. It's like a, it's on the uh, opposite end of where that Ramones steakhouse or uh, Ramones steakhouse Ramones uh, macaroni grill. And it's awesome there. They do like a. it's the seat. So like it's a whole seasonal thing and it's all like farm to table. It's awesome. It's really good. Uh, But yeah, Mrs. and I went there uh, for a little Valentine's day gimmick and it was fantastic. I absolutely loved it. So that was number one on my list. Awesome. So, but yeah, uh, Dude, that was a heck of a 15.
0: That was, that was a, that was a way to kick this
1: off. It was I'm pumped now. All right.
0: I'll I, I tell you what. Got, the, yeah. You tell the audience. Yeah. We went from, we went from, we went from, uh, uh, Korean, Korean, uh, reality TV to CMLL and YouTube to ending up at a, uh, a farm to table restaurant.
1: Yeah. Let's go.
2: I got a, I got a couple of shows I want to put over before we, uh, before we get going with the reviews.
1: Put them over or bury them. I don't care.
2: <laughs> well, the first one, um, you know i don't know if 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 you know this if you guys even know this but on the uh on new japan world the fantastic mania shows start uh technically tonight um at like 2am pacific time so i'm not going to stay up to watch that but they, you know fantastic mania's been going on for about uh, i don't know maybe 12 years i think 10 or 12 years they, they i think they had a couple years off there with the, with with uh, the pandemic but um a lot of talent from um you know from mexico is going to come over here um, from CML, CMLL is going to come over here and they're going to, um, they're going to work with the, uh, with the new Japan guys, um, on those shows. And It's basically every night for the next week on new Japan world. I, I don't think they have a show on Saturday. Um, but basically, you know, it's going to be every night for the next like six or seven days. Um, and you'll get a really good mesh of of the lucha libre and the and the Japanese uh, talent. Um, I think Naito's working every show, if I'm not mistaken. I think Tanahashi's working almost every one of them too. So there's going to be a lot of, a lot of really good wrestling on those shows, and it's it's on New Japan World. So definitely give that a definitely give that a whirl if you got uh, if you got the opportunity to check it out. Oh man,
0: five five ish nights straight of wrestling for Naito can't be good for he that poor guy, man. He he has the body. Of like his body I should say looks as if he's about to take a suplex and just turn to sand do you know what I'm saying like it is it is it is nuts like he he's built the way that anybody that is whatever 38 or 39 or whatever years old wants to be built Do you know what I mean like it's not put, but like he's he looks like and especially compared to like four or five years ago he looks like and I mean, like, I mean, it's the way that it's going to come. He looks like exercise hurts. Do you know what I'm saying? So like, it's just, you know, he's, he's, Oh, that poor guy, man. I, I hope, I hope he gets through this unscathed or that they have him working smart, which I mean, you know, those NITO matches usually end up with him just falling on his neck a whole bunch of times. So I don't know.
1: It's like if he sat on a foam roller, his femur would just snap
0: yeah it's it's it is it's really really crazy because um the the first naito match that i i don't want to say that i watched but that i really remember was the um the g1 final that he had with kenny omega uh, which i think that that might have been a six star match um that was so awesome and not only was he at the height of his naito powers at that point in time um, but physically dude, he was, he looked very different than he looks right now. Like he looks now like a dude that, you know, spends, spends a little bit of time on a stationary bike to keep his wind up, but like, you know, that's it. And yeah, man, I saw all those, all those neck bumps year after year. And the bad thing is, is, I mean, I've probably only seen a couple dozen Naito matches because it's not like I watch every single show that he wrestles on. And every time I see him just like, Oh, this guy's poor spine. Oh, he looks like he's
2: in pain every time he's in a ring.
1: He needs to hit a fat burner with an energy that, you know, that's how, that's how you build strength and that's how you elongate your spine.
0: Keep the flow going. Yep.
2: Well, um, the- yeah. Also, also coming up here on, uh, on Friday this, this week, um, there's three shows, there's three women's shows called, um, women's night out and I have the, uh, I have the link here. It's going to be on, um, title um and it's 10 bucks there's three shows back to back there's a there's a um east eastern time three o'clock five o'clock and seven o'clock shows um Ashley Dan Bois is taking on um Camille Brickhouse I know that's one of the matches I'm trying to see who else is on here Um uh, Kenzie Page let's see there's a lot there's a lot of people on here there's gonna be three back-to-back shows uh, Ten bucks. Titlematchnetwork.com. If you're if you're free on Friday, you want to watch some good wrestling all all night long for six hours. That be a good one to jump into for sure.
1: Shout out Ashley Domboise.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, and I also the uh, what was the other one I had? Um, oh, I know what the other one was. I wanted to talk about was the um, you know since we went to that since we went to Long Island last year. And had an unbelievable experience going to that going to that VPW show. Uh, show. Um, and we were kind of talking about maybe doing that again this year, going to a, going to an indie show together over the summer. Um, I, I just got on there real quick last night on on Cage Match to see what was already what was already booked for the summer, um, and I saw a show that was booked in in Asbury Park, New Jersey, which is within driving distance of, of where you know all three of us are going to be. Um, and I was like, "Well, holy cow, we could go to that!" And it's an, in- an indie show, and it looks like we don't know anybody on the card. So that'll be that'll be pretty fun to pretty fun to go see this. Uh, it was called uh, Mount Rushmore Wrestling, Climbing the Mountain, which is <laughs> the name of the show. And people got booked, and I was like, "Oh, that's pretty cool." You know, they already got they already got talent booked. And I googled it, and it's not real, <laughs> and it was a scam. And people got booked to a show that does not really exist. And uh looks like we're not going to the, uh, Mount Rushmore Wrestling over the summer, boys.
1: Wow. No one's climbing the mountain. Uh,
2: unless we book it ourselves.
1: <laughs> yes. Unless uh,
0: unless we book it Sorry. ourselves. Maybe that was maybe that was a sign from the heavens that we got to hop onto phones here. And we got to bring in, uh, you know, uh, what is that, jackpack? uh and uh in the gang and say hey it's time to climb the climb the mountain
1: and we got to bring in bushwhacker luke
0: and, okay. and, and, the, and the insane clown posse yes and I the know. insane clown posse yes we need we need shaggy two dope out there uh drop kicking fred durst we need violent J holding a cane barking at ringside i Watch talk you. more about the insane clown posse if i have to <laughs> I can I could kill I'd kill a dead transition real quick. What you guys know about uh what you guys know about the Southwest song?
2: <laughs> Maybe I just battle, make another Battle in the transition. Valley, Battle in the Valley took place this weekend and uh
1: before we do the battle bow- uh mongoose. Scratch. <laughs> yep. The those Air Force One Tiffany's are you're right they they are dropping on March seventh for the draw and they are four hundred dollars for a draw for Air Force ones it's,
0: you know it's that this is this is where this is where Nike gets annoying because they if they wanted to could and should make shoes that are going to sell for $400 just be $400 and accessible to anybody Um, because, and maybe maybe I'm wrong, but I would assume that with a $400 price tag, you are killing the resale market, which is, you know, that should be the idea is that no one in their right mind should want to pay a thousand dollars for a pair of Air Force Ones. Um, and that's, that's, that's a really, that's a tough thing that I, uh, that I sort of grapple with. Um, and this is just in the business sense as to, I would not, I could not be mad at them for, if they would have made like the lost and found Jordan ones, if they had just made him a $300 shoe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like people would have complained and they would have sold out. So they would have literally pocketed an extra $140 extra pair. Um, And the other thing is at that price tag, you are knocking out a lot of people that are trying to, you know, buy to, to just resell. Now, the biggest issue is you're knocking out every high school kid in the world. Like they're not going to be able to get them. Um, But that being said, it's, that's a, a very interesting thing that that they do that, um, or when they do that. And I, it's irritating, but I also understand like they're they're doing that. Um, they're doing that wings collection, uh, pair of uh, ones. There's a pair of one lows, one highs, maybe something else. They're like fourteen hundred dollars, something like that, um, coming out at the end of the year. And I mean, if you, dude, if you sell five pairs of those you know, that's, that's like selling whatever, 30 pairs of Jordans, you know what I'm saying? So I don't know. It's, it's wild, but I, I also get
1: it. What's crazy on here is that it's like not include accessories.
0: Oh, and and you know what too, it's, it's the, them doing that is the the WWE uh, ticket model, you know, where, where you throw out a ridiculously high price and people are going to pay it. That was, everybody lost their mind about the, uh, ticket the get in prices for that um, that show in uh, Scotland or wherever that was that battle at the castle or whatever um, and they sold you know several thousand tickets at breakneck prices and then they just started to bring the price down because no matter what they were you know they essentially had everything paid for from that initial rush and then everything else is strictly profit and if that's going to be the the model with other things, I mean, who, you can't get mad at it. You know what I'm saying? People, if people are willing to spend the money, then the only people that can be mad are the people that can't afford to go. But if I'm the business guy, then what am, you know, what am I going to say? You know, give, give, give me the, give me all the money.
1: Yeah. I just thought that was interesting because I saw the, uh, they put up the uh, official images, J23 put them up and I was like, wow, I can't want to see it now. So that was interesting. Uh but all right, let's get into what we're here for. Uh show number one, Battle in the Valley, New Japan's show in San Jose over the weekend. Uh it's a very lengthy match card, and uh we had first on the card, we had Alex Coughlin uh defeated J.R. Kratos. And I know no,
2: this is this is the pre-show. This is the pre-show.
1: Okay. Well, I know that you got a lot to say about all these matches, so let's hear, a big guy.
2: Well, I said, I said this is the pre-show. There's a reason why I said that. So you go, go ahead and do your, do your thing, and then I'll, I'll chime in here with the next one.
1: I got nothing. I want you to give it to me.
2: All, all I wrote for I a conference- These,
0: I was just gonna say these pre-show matches, matches, man. If you, you can, you could just read results, unless, unless Andretti got something to say, because I skipped the entire pre-show. I, I, I got other things to do.
2: For, for Coughlin Kratos, I only wrote the word no.
1: <laughs> all right. uh, and Next uh, was David Finley defeated Bobby Fish, and Bobby Fish can fuck off for all I care.
2: Well, this is where the night goes downhill for me for a while because I got a big issue with David Finley being on the pre-show and then wanting to be taken and presented seriously later in the card i've got a major problem with that um david finley's awful i don't care that you've been doing this for four generations just because your dad and your grandfather were good at something doesn't mean you are man go get a job is my is my advice to david finley you're not good bobby fish sorry dude <laughs> there was there was no way i was watching this match I can't. There's there's very few people that I would want to watch less than the two of these guys go head to head in a match on a show that I paid money to see. There's that's that's I'm gonna I'm gonna just stop right there because I've already buried them enough. That's I'm gonna stop right there with them. All
1: right, all right. Next we uh, had uh, you guys might have to help me with these names, uh, but it's uh, Masakara Dorada, uh, Josh Alexander. Adrian Quest and Rocky Romero versus Kushida Vallador Jr. Kevin Knight, which I think Kevin Knight we will see uh at GCW G C W, right, Andretti?
2: I believe so. Yeah. Kevin Knight's pretty good.
1: Uh and the DKC. What do you got for that?
2: So, um DKC is not, not my, not my thing. I I, I don't have much to say about that guy. I mean, Kevin Knight looks like he's a heck of a prospect for, for new Japan. So hopefully that's a guy that that they can, they can, you know, build off of with the, uh, with the, with the dojo. I mean, I I, honestly, and I know they had obviously the issues with the pandemic, like everybody else did, but I, I really do question from looking at the depth on this card whether or not that dojo is doing for them yet what they were hoping it was going to do, because there's not a lot going on here, man. It, 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 for, it, for it to be a show where you're asking people to pay money, and look, I know the main events have got big names in it. I, I'm not complaining about the fact that, you know, uh, Mongoose and I split money to pay to pay for the show, whatever. I'm not complaining about that. But the thing is, is that if you're going to put on a card, you want it to be good from top to bottom. And not just have people on there that are filling spots. And I felt like there were there were people in this match, especially in the pre-show matches, that I don't know who wants to see him, man. I don't. I, I really don't know who wants to see him. I mean, this this guy, uh, the uh, what was that guy's name, the Adrian Quest guy. Look, man, maybe maybe this guy will be the next Triple H for all I know. I have no idea, but I can't watch that guy's haircut, man. That guy has the worst haircut I've ever seen in wrestling. I mean I can't I can't do it I can't watch it I had, I fast forward to the match because I couldn't stand looking at that guy's haircut and you know and Josh Josh Alexander's fine he's he's fine in the ring you know I, I get it everybody thinks he's you know he's he's very well respected by his colleagues and and by everybody else in the wrestling business that covers it but I mean he's not it's just not my thing man he's a guy the guy doesn't do anything for me it doesn't move the needle at all I don't know I don't know who he moves the needle for but it's not uh it's definitely not for me I know that
0: Rocky Romero, that he's feuding with uh him and volador are, are have that big feud going on right in in what is that cmll um so i assume that and and i don't know i i don't know everything that goes on in strong so i don't know if there's real alliances or anything there but i don't know that to me I, that it almost it almost felt like those guys were like shoehorned in because they had something going on do you know what i mean um rocky romero is very interesting because uh he simultaneously makes me want to change the channel or fast forward but then when i get when i have him when i when i leave it on you know what i'm saying and i actually get his matches started i he'll like he gets over with me like over and over and over again there's there have been many, many times that I've been watching a new Japan show or ring of honor show or wherever he may have been where I was like, ah, I don't need to see this. And then for whatever reason, you know, like I go get something to eat or I go get a drink or whatever, and it's on. And then all of a sudden I'm captivated. So I guess it's not a bad thing. Um, as long as he's not rapping on his way to the ring or whatever, I'm cool with it. Uh, he was a little obnoxious whenever he was with show and yo, um, but yeah, that's, that that Rocky that I don't know maybe and maybe maybe I'm wrong, but that 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 one just seemed a little, I don't know, forced to have those guys in there with
2: them. I mean, they they were both fine in the match. They're they're both fine.
0: Apparently, the stuff that and if if the feud that I'm thinking of because I haven't I haven't seen any of the the stuff, but I know that they were in a they were in a match or a tag match or something like that a couple of weeks ago that. Meltzer couldn't stop talking about. Said that you know, crowd was so amazing, you know, old school, you know, baby face heel. Um, that it was it was great stuff, but I don't know.
1: Hmm. All right. Well, next we had Fred Rosser versus Kenta for the uh strong open weight title. We got for that. Fred answer- Rosser
0: sweats Fred Rosser sweats a lot, man. This is from a dude that sweats a lot.
2: <laughs> that, that, dude, that, that dude can swat.
1: formerly known as Darren young. Uh, yeah.
2: I, I don't know. I don't know kind of what the deal is with, with Rosser. I mean, he, he definitely is, he definitely is better more entertaining and, and definitely, you know, better in the ring since he, since his Darren young days, but there's, there's something about him in the ring that just doesn't connect with me. And I, I don't really know what it is. I, I, I think the guy's good. He's, he's good. It just doesn't, like like multiple other people that are on this card and in new japan strong they just don't do anything for me and i want them to do something for me and they just don't so i, I don't really have anything you know positive or negative to say about roster other than the fact that I, you know give him compliments about the fact that he's he's he is doing better work than he was as darren young but you know kenta's great man i i hated kenta when he was in nxt i love him in new japan the guy's awesome i mean the it, everything he does looks really good um he, He's over with everybody, you know. He's a hell of a worker, man. But um, the only other real comment I had about that match was just how I, I didn't think that belt looked very good. the um, the The New Japan Strong openweight Belt um, looks to me like like an indie belt, and and I I hate to say that because it's it's probably my favorite promotion right now, in New Japan overall. But um, it' just that that belt doesn't look good, and they got to do something about that.
1: I thought you were going to say for a second, the
0: IWGP title is a is a is a crime. It's a crime against wrestling. Yeah, the, the fact that they took away that IWGP belt and brought that diva's title looking thing that they have right now. Yeah, for man, their they're, uh, their belts still uh,
2: their belts don't look good, man.
1: Yeah, their belts are really bad. No, but uh, Andretti, I thought you were going to say it's a real shame that they don't have Bob Backlund still with him. On the
2: oh, it wouldn't have hurt.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm really not a fan of those New Japan titles. They look so shitty. I just that's the only good way to explain them. Like I guess that, that I I know that they tried to say that the the I the main IWGP belt was, you know, supposed to pay homage to those other belt the previous belts, but uh, I don't know. It just doesn't look that yeah, that IWGP belt was beautiful. The Intercontinental
0: Belt was beautiful. Yeah. I, like those were two beautiful titles that they melded together and made a, an ugly one with. Yeah, I wish like, it it doesn't look like it doesn't look like a prize. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it doesn't look like something that would be like cherished and, and fought over. Like it, I, I don't know. It's it doesn't do for me.
1: Like an indie belt. Like if we went to some rando show, it looked like that's what you would see for an indie belt. But uh all right, next we had the uh Motor City Machine Guns versus uh the West Coast Wrecking Crew for the strong open weight tag team championship.
2: And I love, I, I love Alex Shelley, man.
1: Well, I was gonna I just I don't I don't get the I don't get the guns. I don't they they just <laughs> I,
0: think, I, think I think they're good, man. And yeah, like the the thing that I like about them is that I spent uh you know i spent a lot of saturday mornings watching syndicated roh um and every time they were on the tv uh i it wasn't a waste of time i mean they're you know they're they're not you know uber charismatic and and or anything like that i don't want them to be the world champion of my promotion but i'm never going to be you know any i'm not never going to feel bad about watching a motor city machine gun match i think that i think they're perfectly fine and this I mean, was perfectly has,
2: fine. Has, has Alex Shelley ever had a bad match with anybody?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I, I'm not burying them. I'm just saying that they don't move the needle for me like anymore.
2: Like I'm gonna, well, he, he do, I mean, he does, he does, he does for him. me. He does for me, but Chris Saban doesn't. But Shelley does.
1: I think that's the problem. I'm not a big Chris Saban guy. I like Shelley a lot more than I like him. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, but- the
2: early- the only other note I had about this match was just that I, I don't I don't know if there's anybody in 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 wrestling history who's ever had worse gear per one career than Royce Isaacs. I mean his his gear is always really bad. I don't know I don't know what it is like when he was when he was in NWA and we would watch those power shows him and Tom Latimer I, their gear was terrible. They were branded really terribly <laughs> and uh here we are with with him and him and the other guy um in the in the west coast you know wrecking crew and they look like shit they their gear looks like shit <laughs> are we, how, why are you called the wrecking crew and you've got tassels all over you come on man what are we doing
1: yeah i agree
0: they're, they're gear we do we do live in a world though where you got
2: the uh you have uh
0: the the helico uh fluorescent uh dirt bike gloves and uh whatever else that is so that that, that exists as well so don't you can't forget about that one. That was that was the that's the gear that always just makes my blood boil whenever
1: I see that. That gear is the worst gear I've ever seen in my life. And that little dance that he does on the way out.
2: That little dance cool. is awesome. <laughs>
1: the it, The dance makes the gear awesome. But then, as soon as the dance, as soon as the before the dance begins and after the dance ends, it makes oh oh that. Uh, that that whole attire is awful. It is the dirt worst attire you can ever put on a human being. So bad. Although you can buy the gloves if you want. If you are in the market for Angelico gloves, you can get them. Uh, you sent that in the chat view. Well,
0: did, well that, and that's that's what's funny is that uh, that I said it's the worst gear of all time. I and mean, there's a there is a stronger than the not possibility that I'm going to own those gloves. Uh, <laughs> Because I, I absolutely would want to be wearing those here and creating the, um, creating the orb like the people used to do whenever they would just drop e. Uh, I want to be doing that while you guys are talking and giving reviews in the future.
1: <laughs> well, considering we have all the threes here, you'll you'll be creating all kinds of stuff over there.
0: Don't remind me. I th- I forgot already. <laughs>
1: You got anything else for uh, this one before we get into the uh, the matches that I actually watched?
2: <laughs> I got nothing for the for the for that match, dude. I I I wanted to put over Shelly and Burry Isaacs, and I got it. I got mission accomplished on that.
1: <laughs> uh, all right, so the big match that aside from the Mercedes Monday match, uh, was uh Eddie Kingston and Jay White loser leaves New Japan match. And this was everything that all three of us love about wrestling. It is just two dudes, big meaty men, chopping meaty men. And it was fantastic. It was a chop fest for what they do. Went 25, 26 minutes. It was glorious. Just pure brutality, hand on chest, reciprocated. It was, it was so good. I absolutely loved it.
0: And, you know, I the really, the really important thing with this, uh, well, there's two things. The first one is I actually, for Andretti, uh, you know, sort of putting down the early, pre-show booking versus then what happens in this post-match angle, I actually thought that it was really clever to have the uh, result of a previous match then say that Bullet Club's not allowed in the ring for this one um because it literally set like a you know a mono and mono tone for loser leaves town um so that we weren't going to get any of the mess i was actually sort of thinking and i'm glad that it didn't happen that when they made that announcement that the bullet club was just going to run out and that was going to be it do you know what i mean like i was i was in the back of my mind i was fearful that that was going to be the result that they were going to you know, give him the dump out of the Bullet Club or whatever, you know, just by running in. But seeing a Jay White match without having all of the, you know, the ghetto and everything else mess around it that has happened so many times, which I guess that's more bestowed on evil now. Um, But seeing that uh, was awesome to let him just go out there and, you know, have a 20 some odd minute, like you said, just chop fest. Um, the fact that they built the entire match around the chop, and this is the second thing that I really wanted to put over, is I think that it was Aiden English that that said it uh was that you know, sometimes you you go, you go to your your strongest, you know, your strongest move or your strongest uh feature or whatever. And for these guys, they settled on the chop that it was going to be the chop that was either going to win or lose the match for them. Um, And that was the story of the entire match, man, was that we got some moves and we have some things that we can do, but it wasn't just, oh, let me counter the Rainmaker 300 times. Uh, It was, I'm going to fight you and I'm going to beat you and I'm going to stay. Uh, And I thought that that was great. Um, that Eddie Kingston roll out of the ring whenever he got the, um, uh, Jay White's finish, uh, was awesome. The crowd pot for a dude rolling out of the ring was great. I mean, that was absolutely great. Dude just goes full sloth rolls out of the ring and the crowd explodes. I thought that was great. And I'll tell you what, man, Eddie Kingston brought all the fires of hell behind him and those back this and jay white just welcome yes oh my dude how tough are you man yeah you know what i'm saying like to literally take and it's not like no sell like not put his move over like to to do that like sell but like I'm still tough enough to not be like knocked out just you know toothless on the ground the way that I would be if I took one of those like I mean he caught each one of what was it, three back fists or whatever and I mean and he just he took the fury every time this was awesome this was absolutely awesome
1: how strong does your hand have to be to deliver that many strikes like that in a match like yes, we know that it's, you know, we're gimmicking stuff here, but like the, you can't gimmick a slap to the chest. Like, how is that possible to do that for so long?
0: Not even those. It's the, the really impressive thing where if, if I was going to have Mrs. Mongoose watch, she would think that it was stupid when they do the machine gun chops. Yeah. You give a couple of those hellfire slaps and then you start that machine gunning. Like you think about how many times you hit the side of your hand or the front, hand, where you just like stop and shake your hand out. Like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Like when they just go rapid fire. Yes. Those are. Brutal.
2: Yes.
1: What'd you think about it? Andretti?
2: I, lo- I loved every second of it. I thought it was a hell of a match. Bo- I mean, both those guys are excellent. They did a really great job. They're both tough as hell. It, it was, it looked super believable everything came across really well. It felt like a, it felt like a really big match. And that's why we love pro wrestling. Cause of, cause of guys yeah, like the two of them.
0: Yeah. And you know what, uh, uh, then to, if, if we're, th- if we're through the match, I was very, very unprepared because I'd watch this one in the morning, uh, because it, you know, it started after the elimination chamber, which I was tapped out by then. And, um, you know I'm I'm sitting there and uh, I got I got baby mongoose is crawling around and everything. and I got the match on and I'm everything's all good. And then um, old boy comes out with the shillelagh. and I'm like, okay, here's here's David Finley. right? And he starts talking and by happenstance, I happen to be conversating with the little one. And thank goodness that I had the remote close by, because I thought I heard on F-bomb. And then when it just went totally off kilter, uh, we're we're on paid cable or whatever. So I'm just going to go full Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, I... I, dude i was absolutely mortified like doing a thing where like i'm just making noise so that my kid can't hear until i get the volume down like doing that like oh you know what i'm saying <laughs> like there, that is that is a panic that is a panic like something else because we watch so many things with subtitles for just in case's sake um oh. mrs mongoose was watching matilda uh this weekend and um there was uh there was a part where uh danny De, danny devito's going off on the on the old lady about uh Oh, you know, looks like a bunch of male strippers coming through here. And like, we're able to see it. So like, it's a bunch of male and me and Rachel or, uh, you know, Mrs. Mongoose at the same time. We're like, Mah! you know, just again, just making noise. And the, the only bad thing about it is baby Mongoose is always, uh, you know, what, what what happened? What was it? And so we have to be like, bad words, honey. Bad words. You don't want nothing to do with it. And that was, and then he wouldn't shut up. So I don't know because I did not go back and rewatch it. But him just sitting there blabbering into the microphone, I was just like, how many F words are you going to say, bro? Because I need you to stop so that I can continue watching this show from my kids' virgin ears.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. I love that you dance around and make the uh, yeah,
0: noise. Noise or or I just start talking you know, yeah. really loud about something very random. Hey, where's the, where's the pie? Who likes pie? Huh? Cherry, vanilla, or whatever. I guess not vanilla, whatever.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't really matter to her at that point.
0: Uh, right. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I'm literally just causing interference.
1: <laughs> Worse than Gato. Um,
2: you know, look, look, man, I, I know that they've got history um between Finley and Jay White going back a hundred years, whatever. Um, but it's 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 Jay White's final. Thing you're ever going to see on New Japan TV, at least for the foreseeable future, and whoever gets that spot to do that promo and hit him from behind needs to be somebody who's ready to run with the football, and David Finley is not that guy. So, that is the that right is about a that. Lone, lone opportunity by New Japan. What well, you think about it, man? You had... The last
0: couple of times this was done, yeah. Like you know, Kenny did it to AJ. Like so, we lose AJ, but now it's it's Kenny Omega, man. You know what I mean? Like so, did
1: they do it to Finn Well
0: Finn? done. Uh, yes, they did it. They did it to Finn first, and then they, then they, then they, then they. You know, it was it was Kenny with AJ, and then it was um, uh, Jay White did it to. Uh, I mean, it wasn't Okada leaves town? Um, but, you know, the, you had the big turn uh, for on Okada whenever Jay White left chaos. But before then, even, um, you know, and it, Kenny wasn't actually out the door yet, but, you know, Jay White beat Kenny at New Year's Dash. And I, I don't know, like it just it, it at least at least before we had um, we had up and coming Kenny, who I do believe was the junior heavyweight champion at the time whenever that was done you had jay white um you know uh declined the bullet club invitation then beats kenny at new year's dash and then you have jay white's ascension turning on okada and it 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 did seem like for this to be the the star making moment that it was a little miscast there and i was I, i'm not gonna lie man i popped huge whenever you cranked him with that shillelagh because like it was heat spot like dude has the microphone like mega dirt rotten heel for three straight years or whatever it's been now and he's gonna say his goodbye the moment was awesome it's just the yeah it's the fact that it was the person that they chose i don't know I mean, I who's 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 better suited for that? I mean, even like Juice would have been better suited for that,
2: right? I mean, yeah, or Kenta, somebody.
1: Yeah. Kenta would have been interesting. You do that.
0: Yeah, that I mean, I- but that goes, Juice, that goes back to what you that goes back to what you're saying before the range. the problem is, is you don't you don't have a lot of you don't have a lot of uh, of uh, you know bullets in a chamber to to you know to for the next man up. Hey, let's make a guy. Because yeah, but it's, not the guy who, it's not the
2: guy who's been wrestling for twenty years that can't get over.
0: Yeah, yeah, that yeah, exactly. That's, but that's what I'm saying is that sort of goes into the what you were saying about, you know, what what are we doing developmentally here? Because there wasn't a guy ready. So if there wasn't a guy ready, then we had to go to a guy that's you know, sort of been in, in purgatory for the last decade.
1: What about your guy, uh Chase Owens?
2: Well, I don't even know where he is. I haven't seen him in a long time. <laughs>
1: Whatever happened is the bonus still there. Who, yeah,
0: yeah. Ishimori just wrestled uh, uh, Taiji Ishimori. He just yeah. wrestled, uh, he was in that uh, four way at um, at Wrestle Kingdom oh. for the uh, light heavyweight belt. He came in there as champion.
1: Yeah, I forgot, I forgot already. Good lord. Right,
0: which, which, speaking of g- going back to physical 100 really quick, there's dudes there built like Ishimori, dude. Like, and uh, there's dudes built like Kota Ibushi. There's dudes built like Jeff Cobb. Um, I, Like, no, oh, check it out. Check it out.
1: <laughs> uh, All right. Anything else before we move on to the next match? Because this was, I thought this was, uh, this was match of the night B for me. There's a 1A and a 1B, and this was 1B because this one was fantastic.
2: It was it was fantastic. It was an an extremely good match by two super talented people that take this business very seriously and are awesome because of it. And they've got they've ha- they've got long careers behind them and hopefully long careers ahead of them. And both those guys, I I just I, I left that match thinking that they were both superstars, man.
1: For sure, absolutely.
2: Well, and this and this
0: was I'm I'm the I differ from you, and this was one A for me. Uh, This is, this was, this was the only place it was miscast in two places. And look, you're not going to follow Okada and Tanahashi. So I do understand it, but this was main event, man. This was as main event as they come. And this, I said this to you guys in the uh, chat, whenever we were talking before, the only thing that broke my heart a little bit, was that this was in front of whatever 2,500 or 3,000 or 4,000 people um at that San Jose arena and this was like this was like Wrestle Kingdom Wrestlemania epic level match and I just I wish that it had a stage to complement the the work presentation like everything about it like I'm sure there were, uh, you know, maybe some missed spots or miscues or whatever, but I'll tell you what, like watching live time, everything looked clean. It looked like it hit. You had everything from uh, the transition to Sasha's finish. There was the table spot where she did the slip through perfectly. Powerbomb went through the table perfectly. So there wasn't like, you know, there was no danger. Oh my gosh, is this one going to get up? i I, I thought that this was awesome. The the knees into the insane elbow, like oh my gosh, man! This was this was a chef, this was a work of art, man. This was a chef's kiss.
1: It was. Were you just talking about the Mercedes match? Yes, I wasn't there yet. Well, you said you said that it was one B, right? But I didn't. Well, okay. Well, I wasn't there yet. <laughs> Oh, so what was You're one B to-
0: for you? What's one B for you? My fault. I thought, I thought, whenever you started to say that, I was like, oh, he's getting into Mercedes Monet. No,
1: my so fault. Sorry. Gonna say, so I was going to say that was my one A. The um, Jay White, the Jay White Eddie match was one B because I you, completely understand. You got me so confused. Yeah. I was going to say exactly what you said about the Mercedes Monet match, which we can go to that or we can skip right over Tommy Lawler and Homicide.
2: No, we got to oh, talk me. about it. We got to talk about that match too. Yeah, yeah.
0: Forgive me for that. I, I, I that's. What I thought that you were putting over the the slap fight, and then you were going to say the one B was 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 Monet. My, yeah. My, my
1: apologies. No, dude,
0: I loved. I loved that filthy Tom match. So let well, go but, ahead.
1: Bring bring it. In,
2: transition yeah. us over.
1: Give it. Give us the uh, filthy Tom review, uh, uh, Andretti.
2: I love Filthy Tom. Everything the guy does, I support. He's he's great on the on podcast. He's great on the mic. He's great in the ring. He's awesome. He looks like an asshole. His 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 little his little uh, jean shorts are fantastic. I love the guy. I, I I did think the match felt a little out of place on the card. Um, you know, I, homicide is what he is. I it went I, I, it went a little long, I thought. But other than that, it was it was fine. I love. Yeah. I I. Yeah. I, th- I thought this, you know what? It did. It was, it did. It was a little
0: long, but I, this was a garbage match. I love that uh, Rick Abani, I believe it was put over that filthy Tom says that homicides a garbage wrestler. So he's hitting him with a garbage can, you know, like I, I love things like that. Um, and it was, I mean, it was a mess and it was supposed to be a mess, but it was an entertaining mess. And that was unlike anything else on the card. And like you said, filthy Tom's the best. Um, I, I like the, the nice thing about knowing like the, you know, the, the, the off, off the clock version of filthy Tom too, is just seeing him trying to get his pants off in the beginning. Like, you know, that he took that the right way of like, I'm, I'm sitting here struggling, but you know, like, it's not going to shake me. He played it up and hammed it up that he couldn't get his pants off to come out. Um, and then, you know, wrestles the whole thing and then finishes. And he has the, the jorts pants underneath his pants that he wrestled in the whole time anyways. Uh, yeah, I th- I think that he's the greatest man. I, I I really enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. Homicide is what he is, like you said. And uh, good on Filthy Tom for being able to not only compete in that kind of match, but uh, to make that that match fun to watch um and still be filthy Tom while he was doing it all and the right guy won so yeah all good with me
1: and uh and then we got a match that I I I'm you're not gonna convince me to watch a Zach saber Junior match I'm just gonna bury that right now I'll never do it if there's if, if I'm watching something live it's a piss break I'm I'm not I'm not watching I like Clark Connors but you're not gonna get me with a Sabre Junior match you're just not gonna
2: do it I like I like Zach Saber Jr. now. I hated him for years, but he's he's put on good size. I love I love him with TMDK. I think they're awesome. I, and that match was pretty good.
0: I'm I can get down with Saber Jr. being in 15-minute time limit matches. He's yeah. it's I I understand that the people that really love him are the people that love amateur wrestling, catch style wrestling, you know, those kinds of things. The problem with me is that I was not an amateur wrestler and I'm not really into catch style wrestling and, you know, all the, the different like joint manipulation things. Like I'm, you know, I'm more of a, I'm more of a, uh, you know, if I'm looking at wrestling styles that are not the American style, I, I'm a, you know, a strong style guy, as opposed to, as opposed to that. That being said, everybody that knows anything about those things all love Zack Sabre because he is very good at what he does. He's just not, it's not my cup of tea. He does look a thousand percent more uh, believable as a uh, pro wrestler now that, you know, he has, has sized himself up. Um, but aside from that, yeah, f- a 15 minutes Zack Sabre match is fine. I had this one on while I was doing other things. Um, I hate to say that, but it's true. So I mean everything seemed fine, but yeah, I, I wasn't I wasn't completely captivated by this one.
1: Yeah. Uh I was just ready to get on to the next match where uh you greatly put it over already. Uh, and that is the Mercedes Monet match with uh Kari. And I'm just gonna double back on what you said that this match was a dome show Mania Caliber match that was seen in front of like three thousand people that should have been seen in front of a hundred thousand people.
2: Guys, there were almost twenty thousand people there. Yeah,
1: it didn't it didn't look like that. It didn't feel like that at least.
2: That arena that, that arena was packed all I the know. way to the top.
1: I know it was packed. It just
0: felt... I, I, I want to believe you. I got... I'm going to look in... I'm going to look this up right now to see what the attendance was. I'm not even kidding, dude. If you... I thought that there was 3,500 people in that building.
1: I did too. It sounded so good. The crowd was ultra responsive and I I liked the crowd. It just didn't... I I, I just felt that it was a small building. I have no idea how big it even is. But The, the
2: entrances were great. It was a huge, huge pop for, huge pop for, uh, for Mercedes. Yes. Um, awesome match, man. I, I, I was, con- I was concerned going in about you know, ring rust, and maybe she's not as over as what they were, you know, hoping hoping she was going to be coming in. But, I mean, all of that, I was wrong about all of that stuff, man. I mean, she looked absolutely fantastic. Um, looked like she hadn't missed a beat, maybe, maybe better than ever. Um, you know, right call with the win to give it to Kyrie. But Kyrie's so good, man. I mean, she is, she is so good at what she does, man. It, for her being, um, you know, as, as small as she is and selling her ass off and everything through that whole match, both of them were fantastic and just a, a, an unbelievable match that I'm definitely going to go back and, and watch that a couple more times.
1: For sure. I, I really thought that the entrances were awesome. The dancers were kind of meh, but it was cool. It was a cool idea. And I really liked yeah,
0: I, that. That was my only thing. Is was the, it was a cool idea, but I don't, I, I don't know. Like, it didn't come across great, and that's 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 New Japan's been. production's fault, too. Do you yeah. know what I'm saying?
1: I thought it was on the lighting. Like, you couldn't see them. They blended in too much with the backdrop, I thought, and you couldn't really see them. But they presented um, Mercedes as a huge star, and she looked like a huge star. She performed like a huge star. And all of us in the chat had our doubts about this match and how this could be an absolute dud. Like this could be a Soraya type situation for new Japan. And it was everything but that it was fantastic. She looks like she hasn't missed a beat at all. She looked like she looked like Sean in 2002, like just came right back and acted like she hadn't been off the road in years. Like she looked fantastic. Um, and, and-, but, and
0: that and that goes to that goes to show too that um Kishida put her over huge uh because she's been working with Kishida in preparation for this match. And so, like for you to be somebody that is as big a deal as she is, which she is, you know, obviously if she was out was she was able to outprice WWE and then catch her price elsewhere then you're a big deal like you are what the, you're worth what they pay you do you know what i'm saying now whether or not you draw the money or whatever is another story but she's worth what she's worth and she still you know she could have absolutely went out there and just did some you know greatest hits you know, uh, you know the theatrics and the um, all the the saucer bank stuff just rebranded, and she went and trained and worked with Kashida. He put over over and over again how hard she trains, how hard she works, and it
1: absolutely all showed. It was, and I, I thought that the start was awesome. It was a really hot start, and it went right into almost the bank statement. I thought that was fantastic, and that pinning sequence that they did midway through, I thought was fantastic that then led to the big spot uh with the table i, I love i loved all of it i thought that this was the 1a match and then jay white for me was the 1b they, they they were both of them were so good that you can't give them a one and a two you got to make a 1a and a 1b for me
0: sure yeah we're gonna go back really quick there were 2155 people at that show
2: that's not that's not right or uh
0: it's it's on it's on NewJapan1972 and Cage Match.
2: There's there's more people that were at that show than two thousand. There well there wasn't twenty thousand.
1: <laughs> Uncle Phil, Kelly, was, that's not right. A uh, Bailey and Uncle Phil were both in attendance. uh, uh CM Punk was there. Uh, Kento shouted him out and said about how he was going to, um, some about his uh, go sleep. Two thousand one,
0: and then if I go here, NJPW nineteen seventy two, battle in the valley, attendance twenty one fifty five. I'm telling you, man, and 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 it 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 seemed. I don't mean this in a bad way. It's just it it was what it was. It seemed like a, uh, yeah. There you go from New Japan's website. 2155 sellout. Uh, it seemed like a, um, like a very, one of those very hot uh, Cody Rhodes on top Ring of Honor final battle venues. Yeah. Yes. Did you know what I'm saying? Like that, for real, that was what it seemed like. Not one of the little TV tapings at the ECW Arena or whatever, but like whenever they book one of those, um, one of those arenas in Baltimore or whatever, and you know, you know, there's people there, but. You know, it's not chock full to the brim. And that was my only thing. And, and, and you know, the, the production, obviously they had uh, delays and stuff again, you know, which, look, man, you can't be charging money for shows and then this happens. But remember the Chicago show last year, that same thing happened where they had that delay forever yeah. and we were griping back and forth about well, wasn't, um, it wasn't, wasn't getting,
2: there. Wasn't there like an NBA all-star game or something? Maybe that's why they pushed it back on purpose.
0: I, I might be mistaken, but I'm fairly certain that it was uh, that it was due to um, streaming issues because the NBA All-Star game wasn't until Sunday. I mean, they I might know. have been trying to they might have been trying to make I don't want to say excuses, but have some have a convenient reason to not be head to head with Elimination Chamber. But I don't know, man, you already got the people in the building. It's not like they're going home to watch the show or they're you know, they're not watching Elimination Chamber in their car. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know why they would. I, I thought. I thought with uh, with the NBA stuff and with um, elimination chamber that that, that delay could have been on purpose.
0: It, it could have. what a hor- horribly timed event. <laughs> NBA All Star Weekend and uh, bad one of the possible culmination of the biggest storyline the WWE has done in twenty five years.
2: Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't Battle know. I, valley. I don't know about the attendance. Maybe, maybe I saw twenty eight hundred or twenty one hundred, and thought it thought it was twenty one. I don't know. I don't have an answer on that.
0: Yeah, and I, I didn't. I didn't mean to be a guy that goes and looks it up, but I I could have sworn. And and again, it was just in in seeing the crowd and everything there. I'm thinking to myself like, you know, big budget ROH show for crowd, tens and stuff. And I was just heartbroken that that wasn't like you know, at the cow palace even, or something like that, where you would have had, you know, 10, 12,000 people there. Yeah. The old Arco arena, something like that.
1: Yes. Agreed. Uh, But what was really hard to follow this matchup was the main event. And that was Okada versus uh, Tanahashi. And this match for me, it's, it's, it's hard to watch Tanahashi. He just, he's, he's getting up there. And I want to like I really if you go back and watch like even him 3 years ago like it's getting hard he's in the Naito conversation for me now it's it's hard to watch him you just want him to be as good as what he once was and he's just he's just not his body just can't do it anymore i mean he can but not at the level of like what we're used to seeing
0: yeah the frustrating thing with this and, and i don't i mean look man you have you if you are an american audience that gets to see a new japan show you know this is you know hulk hogan versus rick flair yeah you know, you know what i'm saying like like so you're getting the two biggest stars of the last 15 years in that company um facing each other so who's mad at that that being said two bad things a you have the like that match gets announced like the week before the show, which I know that that's how they do everything, but like, I don't know, like it kind of sucks that that's how you get your, uh, that that's how you get your, your match announcement. You find out that late that that's what you're going to see. Tickets are already sold. You know what I mean? All that. Um, and then the other thing is, is that, you know, when I, i I'd said this to you guys in the, in the text before that, to me, this was, this was every regular Okada match you ever saw. Like, I don't, I don't have, like, I don't have anything bad to say. You're not going to see a bad Okada match. Um, but that being said, it's, it, it was, it was a, it was a regular Okada match or a regular Tanahashi match. If you want to say it that way, like it was, it was regular and it was no Okada main event is going to be 12 minutes long. So like, that's that's another thing that kind of sucks is that like, you know that you know that you're gonna be there for a while. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I don't
2: know. It was it was all right. I, look, the, I, I the get it. I is... get it that they you know why they wanted to have that match on the card. I I, I get it. That's they true. want to have they want to have Tanahashi and Okada on there, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, the match was fine. Um, it made perfect sense to have the match on the card. I love both those guys to death, man. But uh, do do I ever need to watch that match again? No.
1: Mm-hmm. yeah that's, that's yes. exactly
0: right yep yep that was a pretty perfect summation is that if i was there i'd i'd been i loved it man you know i would got to see the two legends that have faced each other how many times face each other again but it it was a really it was it was really rough that your two biggest stars had to follow oh. the best match that was going to be put on too i mean that it's yeah, crazy to say, but you know, they death spot and that's happened twice to Okada. You had, you had, uh, you just had him come off of Wrestle Kingdom where he had to face Jay White and win the title and nobody cared because everybody was still cleaning themselves up after Omega and Osprey. Like, I hate to say it, but that match was just whatever because I, that Omega Osprey was so insane and now it just happened to him again.
1: Yeah, it's rough times for Okada on the card. And and that's just because it feels like there's nothing that can, there's nobody other than Tanahashi at like the level to get there. But they're, they're just, they just don't have enough exactly. on that roster because you can't put Naito, you can't run that again. I mean, you could, but he, he's going to literally turn to dust if you do that. So, yeah, that's what really sucked for me. It yeah. just felt like a regular old match, a regular Okada, a regular Tanahashi match that.
2: Well, they got, they got Bronson Reed stolen from him. By Triple H, because well, he was probably yeah. the next guy up.
1: Yeah, that he sucks for them. But,
2: but, sorry, we'll
0: get, we'll get David Finley and uh, Okada at Dominion.
2: If they give me David Finley and Okada at Dominion, I'm not watching Dominion. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. That, but that's that's the problem. Is like what we were saying is like, it's the same. It's the same problem that that AEW has in some ways with their women's division. Is they've got a couple people at the top that are really talented, and then there's a drop off. Now I, I don't know who who in New Japan is ready to challenge for that belt. They're gonna have to be. They're gonna have to bring somebody in.
1: Yeah.
0: Whether I mean, it's I, the, somebody. The, the only the only thing that would make sense, and this is strictly speaking for Dominion because Dominion is their you know their their one a show every year. But you would assume that it would it would have to be Osprey. Yeah. Right? It would it would have to be
2: and I don't think I don't think you go with Osprey until Osprey is ready to win the belt. And maybe it maybe but, it's time to do that. But yeah, but I'm saying why not?
0: You know I mean I, I look look man I to to say to say that I see I watch everything that they put on television or or stream is wrong. But that being said i i have seen i've seen okada with the title enough he doesn't need the title i don't know how many new subscriptions to new japan world okada is selling and if you want uh international reach you can still use him he doesn't need the championship you know they sold they've sold a lot of tickets with uh, legends being on the card, not in title matches, and this is you know every promotion ever, and so yeah, I, I think that I think that giving giving Osprey the run that maybe he should have had before the neck went out or whatever might, is probably the move. Um, it stinks that that he got that he got uh, Shingo right away and then sort of xed out Shingo. Uh, so I don't know.
1: Yeah, it is interesting to see what they're going to do with the top of the card there now. So,
2: well, I thought I thought the end of the show was really was really smart. I thought they did a really good job booking the very end um, and and giving people giving people the um, the visual of of Mercedes and Okada side by side and kind of doing the 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 dual champion thing right there and having them, you know, have a little interaction made it feel made it feel real, even more so than her winning the belt felt real, I thought. Um, So I thought that was great. I mean, look, man, sell sell tickets. Give me that. Give me that intergender tag, man. If you give me Mercedes in and, and Okada in and an intergender tag, uh, I'm all in on that. I think that I think that's a great idea and a great idea a great and a great uh, a great main event for an upcoming show.
1: That's an interesting idea. Well, and
0: you know what? To, to piggyback and to piggyback off of that too is that um, they're uh, Okada and Tanahashi will be teaming now, and so they had said about them going for the tag titles. Look, man, and, and you know, fantasy book here for thirty seconds, quick. Um, you put that. You put them the tag belts on him and Tanahashi, uh, or or maybe you wait to do that, and then give them their run later. You put that uh, IWGP, IWGP belt on Osprey. You give us uh, Osprey Omega two for the IWGP title at Forbidden Door two with uh, Osprey as champion retaining um and now you open up okada and tanahashi can actually breathe life into each other uh, not that okada is anywhere near the end of the road as close to or as close to the end of the road as tanahashi is but th- that's that's a you know that's like a you know that's a nouveau net mega powers you know what i'm saying like i i think that you can get a nice little run out of that and who's going to be mad at watching um you know aussie open versus those two or something like that you know, not I mean me. they got to get they got to get a little bit
2: more. They they got to get a little bit more mileage out of Tanahashi and Naito, because because uh, Umano is not quite there yet. He will be, but there's there's a little bit of a gap right now in who's going to be the next man up. Other than other than Osprey, that's about where it is. They just they they've they're in they're in a little bit of a tough spot right now, in my opinion.
1: Yeah, they are. But maybe we'll see what and, happens and, with like I think we'll see lead see into that G one and Dominion territory. Like we're I mean we're well on our way now, so we'll see. We'll, we'll get a better idea around then too. And,
0: and we don't want to see a hate safe, it's true. I'd love to see Shingo Takagi win the G one, right? I'd love to see it. Yeah. But I don't need to see Shingo Okada 6 at Wrestle Kingdom. Right. So you know, that's, that's, that was what sort of fell flat again. It's not a God's fault, man. He's one of the greatest ever, one of the greatest ever to do it. And it really, really sucks that he got at, at that, um at that uh Inoki tribute show and all that stuff, you know, that, that should have been this big pageantry pomp and circumstance deal and winning that championship. And look, man, I'm not there. I'm not a, you know, a, 30 year new Japan fan by any means. And so a lot of that history sort of, you know, it didn't really fall onto me the way that it did. I'm sure everybody that was at the Tokyo dome, but it, you know, that one fell flat. We just said that this was whatever it was. And I just, I don't need to see Okada Naito again. I don't need to see Okada Tanahashi again. I don't like, we, we really, really got to do something different. And I maybe throwing him in a tag division isn't the worst thing
1: in the world. I think it's a great idea.
2: Agreed. Good show. I thought it was a good show. uh, There was, there was stuff I, obviously I didn't like about it, but overall, you know, you want you, the last thing we saw was, um, you know, Okada and and Mercedes in the ring together. And I thought that was a special moment and and left me, left me probably with a better impression of the overall show than what I would have gotten otherwise. But overall, I, I, I thought I enjoyed, I enjoyed most of it, especially the end. Yeah, and
0: yeah, and, and and that that Monet and or money, excuse me, uh, the money and uh, sane match was that was dude, that's worth it. That's worth the price of admission. I will I will pay twenty dollars if I get to see a match like that. And I got to see that plus that Jay White match. So I I wasn't going to give it a, even close to a thumbs in the middle after seeing those two matches.
1: Oh, absolutely not! Definitely a thumbs up show just for those two matches alone, and. Yeah, I, it, it, not a show that's going to blow your socks off, like top to bottom, but the two matches that you got in there with the money and the, uh, and the Jay White match, like those are just absolutely worth the price of admission every time, especially when they deliver like that. Totally worth it. So I'm going to give it a thumbs up, but it's only because of those two matches. It's not because of the rest of the card. All oh. right.
2: I would say really quick, I know we're I know we're trying to move on here, but I, I just wanted to say real quick again about um it, it's a shame about the pandemic happening and, and everybody kind of losing time and losing the ability to work together and losing the ability to work in different countries because I feel like strong is not where it should be. And they don't they don't really have the depth to be running shows right now, especially paid shows like that, pay-per-view shows. So you've got to get the Yokata Tanahashis on that card. And that look it's just a transition man they've got a transition but and i i hope that that six months from now things look a lot different than what they do not not a bad show by any means but there's work to be done in new japan that's for sure
1: Well, it kind of seems like we've been through this a few times with new japan because something always happens where they got raided before and then they got raided again with AEW coming into the fold and then it's always like well how are they going to pick up the pieces and it does take a while for them to pick up the pieces but when they do they really hit their when they hit their stride it's really good stuff sure we're just in that trade like you said we're in that transition of you know who knows what we're going what's going on here now we're a little thin on the card and hopefully in six to nine months i mean there there's no way they're going to not put on a good card for uh wrestle kingdom but getting getting past getting up to this g1 might be a a little bit of a problem for them at least in america for us like especially with those new japan strong shows
0: the last thing that i want to say with this one is that um they do not and have not made many big blunders in terms of you know, booking decisions and and the perception of what those decisions were. And, you know, people have already talked ad nauseum about the Sami Zayn result and everything and what possible implications that could have. But we know that that's going, we know that there is the, the end of that, you know, the pot of gold at the end of that rainbow is Cody Rose with the title and everything will be just fine. But this goes to show how big of a blunder the uh the evil title win and then push that was that was a mess and that really sort of that really sort of threw off all the momentum that they had and again you know you you are you're in a you're in an island you know uh island you know waterlock nation and the travels restricted and they were very restrictive with people in and out and who you have and what you have is very, very limited for a long period of time. And so you wanted to have a, you know, a, a local guy or whatever, but gosh, that one, that was bad. That was not good. And I think that they're still feeling the reverberate re- reverberations of that because to make good with that, we just put the belt on Okada again. You know what I mean? And it's something that we all saw before.
1: Right. All right. So that was the uh, Battle in the Valley, New Japan show. And then the other show that was running simultaneously with this show was WWE's Elimination Chamber. It was the the big show in Montreal. They really put uh, all the stops. This crowd from SmackDown to Elimination Chamber on Saturday night, that crowd was fantastic. They were hot all weekend long. Um and we're gonna start it off with this uh women's elimination chamber match. What did you guys think of that one?
2: Well, I think the, the key word going into this whole show is is the word restraint. Um, and I'm gonna talk about that a little bit more as we get into this, but you know, with the with just the, the 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 composure of this match, um, you know, there's a reason why Liv and carmella make sense being in this match. And I I really wanna give Triple H a lot of a lot of props here about just having the restraint to not take over the book and go in there and just do everything you want to do and just and just bury everybody that, that you don't think is a main eventer. He has done an incredible job of mixing where people were when Vince left and where he wanted people to be when he took over. He's done a remarkable job with that transition with the roster. And I, I, I really, really want to give him a shout-out for that because it's it's, it's it's, incredible that he's been able to do that and to, and to have the restraint to do that and not just throw everybody out the door uh, because he didn't see them in his own vision. So having, having Liv and Carmella in the, in, the, in, the, in the time right now to be treated as though they're credible opponents – is the way to do it and then you phase those people out over the course of time and you build Oscar and Raquel Rodriguez and whoever else you want to put in there and I thought that it was really well done. I I the women's chamber I thought was was a, a very good match.
0: I thought yeah, I thought the match was awesome. Uh my 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 one complaint with literally the entire thing was that Liv Morgan tapped out the night before, right? So she taps out in the Oscar lock the night before. And then she gets, you know, she does the, the, whatever you want to call it, the, the, you know, uh, protected fall asleep spot in the submissions in the elimination chamber match. And Look, man, when when it was Brett versus Sean, I was team Sean. So when he was sticking the Canadian flag up his nose and doing all that stuff, I was, you know, I was I was riding with him. That being said, especially because you knew at the end of the night that Sammy Zayn wasn't going to win the title. I can't believe these words are coming out of my mouth, but you couldn't just let live tap out to Natty. You couldn't give the you couldn't give the Canadian people like one big hero pop for, you know, for the for their own, you know, the the heart family uh, lineage, because I think that that actually would have been awesome. It must, you know what I'm it saying?
2: Goes, it goes a step further than that, even because Edge got beat last night and got panned in Ontario. Yeah. yeah, 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 you're right. You're right. You're right about that
0: yeah i didn't even i didn't even think about that until you said that right now yeah man i mean i like again she if it live ta- she I, and again i it wouldn't have been a big as big a deal if she didn't just tap the night before so she tapped the night before so what's the matter if she taps now and the thing is is you could have had her you know take some you know back fists and whatever and she has no choice but she's got to tap out. Like I think that those people would have went unglued if they got a sharpshooter finish. But no, I mean whatever. That's that's my only my only gripe with the whole match is that is that they gave her the fall asleep instead of let Natty throw it on there and let, get her the tap out and let everybody freak out.
2: It also doesn't make any sense because you put Nat, you put Natalia in there to be the veteran. And for her to not get right. a, a sharpshooter win over one of those girls doesn't make any sense.
1: Yeah, that really sucked. I would yeah. have liked to seen that just because I do, I do like Natty, um, and you know, this this like what you had talked about earlier, Teddy. This Oscar deal, uh, this whole new rebrand that she's got, oh, she, dude. She's so good. She's <laughs> so good. Awesome. She yeah.
0: She she injected all of the life into the women's rumble. You know, when we went through the women's rumble and it was, I, I particularly liked the end of it. I thought that there was a lot of ho-hum in the middle, but then she came out and started to kill everybody and it was great. And then she came when she came last uh, out of this, uh, out of the chamber here and was just uh, you know, a pit bull let off the leash. Um, I just, I thought, I thought it was awesome. And her and Bianca is going to be bananas. Yeah. And the only bad thing about it is that like, I, 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 I'm I, going to be so upset personally when Asuka doesn't beat Bianca because I don't think that she will. Um, But I, I think that that's going to make me like the match even more. Do you know what I'm saying? Is because like uh, every, every Asuka near fall or every time she gets her in that, you know, that rings a Saturn, uh, uh, submission thing. Um, it's, it's, it's going to get me. I know this, I know this 39 days ahead of time. And so I, I I think that that's going to be awesome. And I'm so glad that they recognize that this is your biggest show of the year. And, you know, it's just like Andretti said, um, how are we going to set this up? Oh, we're going to have her be a stone cold killer and we're going to try to keep some people credible along the way. And, you know, not not have her just bury everybody the way that uh, Shayna Baszler did a couple of years ago, because they could have went that route too. That would have been just fine. Um, But no, I thought that this thing was well booked, well done, well wrestled. And you know what else too? It was a chamber match that was like 20 ish minutes long, like 21 minutes long, something like that. So it didn't drag do you know what I'm saying? Like we the time in between the pods was good, and then everybody's out of the pods, five minutes finished, done. I yeah, that was really well done. Well,
2: think, <laughs> think about this for think about this with Oscar, too. She was so good in NXT that they didn't want anyone to beat her. Yeah, so yeah. when she left NXT, they had an actual ceremony celebrating her NXT career, and then she went to the main roster. When have you seen that happen? Never. They had they had an opportunity. For her to pass that belt to Ember Moon, who was her good friend at the time, and they still elected to have Oscar re- leave NXT as the champion, and like basically retire from NXT as the champ. Yeah, that's it, a pretty big. That's a pretty big thing. I've. Kinda, she, I've she's it. better, and she's better right now than she was then.
1: Oh yeah, for sure. She's so good. She's, oh, good, oh, she's so good. What Oscar and Belair going to do at WrestleMania? It's going to be awesome. Oh, it's gonna be so good. Thirty nine more days, man. Thirty nine more days.
0: Yeah, and and you know what? Good on them too, because uh, Charlotte, you know, Charlotte is what Charlotte is. It, you know, she's she's polarizing for all the right reasons because you know we're we're just trying to get to seventeen championships and blah 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 blah. That being said. We if if they do what we all think that not only they should do but they will do and that's anoint Rhea, insane mes- WrestleMania moment. Just from the the match should be fine, but that moment should be great. And then you have on night two, I would take it or whichever one, night they want to do that. I would assume you crown Rhea on night two, right? Because if Bianca retains, you probably do that one on night one, and then crown Rhea on night two. Uh, or maybe, maybe a crown Reign night one. If Cody's winning night two, I'm not totally sure, but you're, you're going to have two women's championship matches that are going to be huge yeah. and they're going to have huge moments and that are going to be, you know, true like mania pop of the card matches. And that's, that's awesome.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then, uh, we got into after that match, we were followed up with Lashley versus Lesnar. Um, the only thing that I have here is just from what happened on SmackDown the night before, and that is, Lord, please, please, dear Lord above, do not put Lesnar versus Wyatt on that Mania card. Do not do it. I will be furious if that's what we get. And you're itching to give me your so, feedback here, babes. Uh,
0: I'm, I'm, I'm ready here, and then I'll let you jump in, then Andretti, because I know you got you – got, some some good stuff on your your take on it so a couple of things i need to say really quick one you want to talk restraint there was amazing restraint shown by theodore teddy mongoose in not blowing the group chat up while everybody was doing different things saying oh my gosh this less Les, lasting match is my favorite thing oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh no because that was literally how i was going through it that four minutes of funk was awesome dude in four minutes we got three f5s and three spears or something like that car crash car crash big move big move i absolutely loved it i hated the finish of it (laughs) um but i thought that it was it was going to be because we had um because we had, you know, Lesnar, Lashley, you know, last man standing or whatever coming up at Mania. And the, the, uh, the Uncle Dave report that I caught on the way to work this morning on the commute to work this morning is that we got Brock and Omos, and then we got Lashley and Wyatt is, is in the plans for Mania. Mm-hmm. So it would not be, La- or it would not be Brock and Bray. It'll be Lashley and Bray and, lashley and bray whatever i'll tell you what though man rock lesnar and Amos. i want that on a t-shirt i want i want it tattooed i want posters i that is going to be my favorite 74 seconds in all of wrestling this year because Omos is just going to be Omosin, and Brock Lesnar is going to try to throw him as if he were a toddler uh, misbehaving at a birthday party, dude. It is going to be it is going to be oil and water, and Brock is just so mean. And I want to see I want to see the meanness. I want to see Omos sandbag him, and Brock loses skull. I I'm in. I I I am all the way in with Brock and Omos,
1: So you only want to see them just, you only want to see it just for the car crash. That could be. And then I, then do, I, I want,
0: uh, Yep, I want angry. Totally. You aren't coming up for the F5. Yeah. Yeah. You remember whenever Braun uh, tagged Brock that one time and Brock literally looked at him and said like, you're going to die now clown. And he unloaded on his face. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want like shoot, like, like actual, like, you know, potato shots, but I want to see Brock just trying to throw this seven 400 pound monstrosity around. That's, I, I want to see. I, and he gets unhinged. He gets in the zone. I, I can't wait to see it.
1: All oh, right, What do you got, ready for this one?
2: There there's no way that Wyatt and Lashley will be anything even remotely good. There's, there's no chance I love I love Bobby Lashley. The guy has no personality. It's just it doesn't work. It's it's a, it's a bad idea for a match. What I do want is Brock Lesnar and Bray Wyatt, and I'll and I'll tell you why that is because I think that it's a it's a match that we haven't seen really. Right? Have we seen that match? No, we have not. Okay, I don't think so. But here's the thing: I don't like the fact that Bray Wyatt is being booked as a supernatural killer because you're painting yourself into a corner the same way they've done with other people and the same way they've done with him as the fiend and haven't learned anything from it. The more he wins these matches and the stronger he looks, the more it's going to make him a title contender. And there's no way I want to see him in that world title that world title picture. So let's put the brakes on right now, okay let's have him take on Lesnar. let's have Lesnar. Beat him, whether it's whether it's in three minutes or it's in seven minutes. I don't care how long it takes. Knock him back down to earth. Have Lester be the guy that fights through all the supernatural bullshit and gets through it and and shows Bray shows that Bray White is a human being. Get rid of all the supernatural stuff. Keep keep doing what you're doing. I mean, there's there's no reason not to keep doing it. But don't don't present it as though he's going to be a contender for a title. And that's where we're headed. You can't keep making him a big monster. Sooner or later, he's going to have to be the big monster that wins a championship. And we don't want. I, I I certainly don't want that. So let's put the brakes on right now. Have Lesnar beat him, knock him back down to earth, and then Lesnar gets a big win against all the odds with Uncle Howdy and whatever else at WrestleMania. I think that is actually a, a good WrestleMania match
1: okay, now you talked me into uh, reverting my statement about keeping them away from each other because that actually does sound a lot better <laughs> than if they would actually not have that match and they would do something hokey. Yeah, everything- I, don't want
2: to, I don't want Lashley any... I mean, look, I, I know they want to get Lashley on the card. Look, man, put him, a, put him in a four-way or a three-way or whatever you want to do or have him win a battle royal. I don't give a shit, but I do not want to see Bobby Lashley lose to Bray Wyatt at WrestleMania. Come on, man.
1: Agreed. Agreed.
2: So, so I'm,
0: I'm, uh, I'm ideal, I idea even a little bit. Um, but one of the, uh, one of the things that, that I heard, and actually we were talking filthy Tom, it might've been filthy Tom, uh, while I was going to sleep last night, I I had on filthy Four, And, and so, the verbiage that Bray used yeah. with these guys was, um, "I'm going to take the the last man standing or whoever's standing yeah. after this match. Whoever look out buys. or whatever." So, okay, so do you or how or how how good of of a you know a, a sidebar would it be if we had a last man standing match with Brock and Bobby? on television and the fiend and uncle howdy, you know, pour mountain dew and angel dust onto everybody and they all fall asleep and nobody wins. And so neither person standing and then you unite uh, Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley versus uncle howdy and the fiend or, or uncle howdy and Bray Wyatt. And you get that tag match.
2: Sure. Give me the tag match then.
1: Yeah. Cause I heard Vinny talking about that and Alvarez talking about that. And I actually really like that idea too.
0: Yeah. The only problem with that is I don't get Lesnar and Omos. Right, right. So if you give me Lesnar and Omas in on night Monday. one or night two, yeah, you give it to me night one, night two or the, the night after mania. I, I, Bro, I need to see Bobby <laughs> or excuse me, Brock Lesnar and Omos. I
2: so need about, to see How it. about we get, how about we get Lesnar and Omos at Monday night raw in five days? let's do it and then call it a day
0: no built for that I, if i was brock i'd leave the company <laughs> that's a that's a that's a money match dude i'd go full steve austin i'd, I'd walk out on that
1: <laughs> oh my uh all right well then next we had um edge and beth versus finn and And we already talked about this match a little bit before about how great beth and Rhea were so uh what, what other thoughts did you have about this match
2: I, I like Finn Balor. I, I always have liked Finn Balor. I, I don't, I don't know if I care about him taking on edge. I just don't. So, I mean, that's, that's all I've got to say about it, but the women I thought were the stars of the, the stars of the match and they did a hell of a job. We talked about that already, but uh, outside, outside of that, I mean, that edge and Finn doesn't do much for me.
0: You know, you know what it does do for, you know, what will, and, and I think that it is the absolute right move is, uh, that those two hell in the cell in WrestleMania. There's there's been there's been all kinds of tomfoolery in and around Judgment Day. People in and out all over the place. Throw them in the big cage. Give them 17 minutes. I I think that it, you know blood feud settle a blood feud. I I think that I think that that works really well. I do, I don't need to see a you know a, a 12 minute third on the card match. But you want to position that somewhere in the middle or later in the card with uh, Hell in a Cell, then I'm I'm all the way in. I think that sure. that'd be great. Let's
2: do it. I'm in for that.
1: I dare it. I've never, I have always wanted to see the cell in person. And what better way to see it than at WrestleMania? I mean, I know that like when you see, like when you're there in person, you can't see jack shit. But I would love to just, like, see just like the aura of Hell in a Cell at a WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, the last time they did that was Undertaker and Shane McMahon, like, and before that, (laughs) Undertaker, Big Boss Man, or and Triple H Undertaker. So, like, (laughs) the visual of the Boss Man. Yep. 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 That one. Uh, (laughs) But, like, I've always wanted to see a Hell in a Cell uh, match in person, and that would absolutely give it to me. Give me more of that. Exactly what I want. Yep, And,
0: and I, I, to me that it only makes sense. Like there is, there is no reason to still be doing this and make this a mania match. If it's going to be just a wrestling match, or even if it's a no DQ match, this is this to me, we we're talking blood feud here. We had, um, we had Rhea smash your wife's head with a, with a chair while you said, no, please don't. I quit. Like they already had an, I quit match. Do you know what I'm saying? So it's got to be in a cell. And if it's in a cell, I I think that that's awesome. One thing I need to say, because when you said about the bright lights, it made me think of Hollywood. Um, Andretti, I'm not even kidding. And I wanted to say this before, but I I just couldn't couldn't get my shit in. Um, When you said about Cardona being an Indiana Jones, I thought that that was a uh, mania and Hollywood vignette that they put on Raw. I didn't realize that he dressed up like Indiana Jones for a show. I thought they brought Broski back to be Indiana Jones and to save Chelsea Green uh, from the Temple of Doom or whatever. Like, I'm dead serious. I was like, oh, that sounds pretty cool. See if I can find it on YouTube. Like, I didn't know that he actually was wrestling a match in Indiana Jones gear.
1: I absolutely wish that is exactly what they did.
0: I went all day thinking that, dude. I woke up and read that first thing in the morning, and I was like, oh, it sounds like a cool YouTube clip. I'll have to check that out.
2: That match was It was him and, him and Nick Wayne from GCW the other night. That match was good.
0: Yeah, that I could see. I just thought that it was a big production Hollywood movie spoof.
1: Well, I like that they're, they're giving little sprinkles of dust on the uh, Hollywood vignettes with – they did like the Seth Rollins was Joker and uh, Becky was yeah. – and I like that. Like, let's give more of that. Thirty nine days away. Keep plugging along, Adam. You keep giving it to us. Give yeah. it to McIntyre's brave heart, like uh, Triple H was back in the day.
0: Oh, dude, that that and that was awesome. Like, I those when we went back and we were watching all those WrestleManias when we were locked down a couple of years ago. I very much enjoyed every single one of those. They were they were beautifully hokey. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 took them just as seriously as they should have, and but they weren't cringeworthy. Like I, I thought, I thought that those were really well done and their production is always off the charts. So yeah. And the, and the set is the Joker was perfectly fine.
1: Yeah. Loved it. Um, I, one thing before we move on to the, uh, us title elimination chamber, the, I thought it was really interesting that the finish was the shatter machine and they said shatter machine on the air. I know that like edge is really good buddies with uh, FTR uh, but I thought that that was really interesting, especially since the for the fact that you know FTR is making their decision in April. Who knows where they're going? But you know they could very well go back to WWE, and I think they'll be welcome back with, with in open with open arms. And I would I'd hate to see them go from AEW because I think AEW really needs them in the tag division. Uh, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting that that was their finish of the match.
0: Well, and and that's that is. So where where we heard for all those years of Vince screaming in the ears of people producing them as they're talking, this was a very 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 well thought out meticulous um, what do you want to say it like a like like one of those just subliminal things that they dropped in there that not only did they use the move but they called it the Shatter Machine to say hey guys mm-hmm. Uncle Paul's here. Hey, you remember how he used to book you? You, you remember whenever you really like that? Do you know what I'm saying? Because I do my my fair share of complaining about, you know, that Dax Harwood hasn't been happy with how he's been booked in the last 10 years. But that being said, I know that they were that they were very, very happy. No fists, no flips, just fist guys at NXT. And it was their main roster run whenever they had him wearing nipple tassels and all that and that. Uh, that pitched outfit and all that there, that they really, really fell out of love with the company. Um, but I just think that that's, I think that that's really smart. We want to call it marketing or a sales pitch or whatever. I, I, I get credits where credit where it's due. That that was a really, really smart move to try to generate some momentum to get people talking about what if because. Whether or not the fans want them isn't going to decide what they want to do. Right. But you know, th- that little that little sort of shout out, I, I don't know, man. It, that probably would have made me feel some type of way if I were if I were those guys. And so I thought that was a really, really, really heady play.
1: Yeah, I, I was listening to I caught up on the last two episodes of uh FTR with Harwood, and he talked about the uh, Bucks and FTR match from full gear. And then this past week he talked about the Usos. And from the way he speaks, like he's like, yeah, like I didn't like the way we were booked, but then I understood why we were booked that way. And it was all my fault. And now I love like working with Tony and all that. So it, I don't know if he's just blowing smoke up Tony's ass to make Tony feel great, but it, it, he doesn't speak very highly of the WWE system, uh, loves the WWE people, but doesn't speak very highly of that system and now like loves like the AEW and like what Tony does. So I don't know what that means, but I don't know. I thought it was interesting <laughs> that, they, that they did that. Well,
0: it's 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 easy. It's easy to love where you're working whenever you're presented as a big time star okay. and they absolutely have been. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but they're doing a casino tag battle Royale and it is It is nonsensical that they're not the joker. I don't know how they're not the joker. And if they're the joker and then they are the fourth team in that tag championship match at, uh, at revolution. And then they get those belts uh, to me. And you look, man, if you don't have them signed, then you don't give them the straps. And so I don't know what the contract situation is, but that, that makes all the sense in the world to me. That being said, Again, I I do think that it was really smart for them to throw that out there. And because I'm sure that I'm sure that they liked that they liked the way that that Triple H booked them, that they were used, who they feuded with, how they were presented. And so as much as they didn't like Vince steering the ship, you know that you know that Triple H has been dangling the keys in front of them and saying, Honey, let's drive. Yeah. So agreed.
1: But all right, so uh, the uh, U.S. title elimination chamber, uh, I thought this was probably one of the best elimination chambers that I've seen in a long time uh, for the men's side. Um, I love that it was for a mid-card title. They need to do more of that. I love the fact that they're putting that up on a pedestal and it felt like a prize. Um, Not overly thrilled with uh, how Theory performed in the match. I thought Theory could have been better. Uh, but then again, he's not quite there yet, which is why he's the mid card champion.
2: I um, don't remember anything he did in that match.
1: Right, that's what I'm saying. Like he he's a, he's a champion, but no one remembers what he did, and that kind of really sucks for him. Um, uh, I thought that you know they had a great spot and, and the ending where they mixed in the fact that Logan Paul, um, hopped in there and screwed uh Rollins out of the win. And to segue into Rollins versus Logan Paul at WrestleMania, that's a WrestleMania match for sure. Uh, and they've put Seth Rollins in like two big spots back-to-back years here now. They put him in a lot of big spots in WrestleMania if you look at it over his course of his career. Uh, but getting the Cody spot last year, getting the Logan Paul spot this year, that could that has potential to be match of the night, whichever night is on. And um, love it, love it, love it. It was, there Was some really good spots in there. Um, I thought Bronson Reed looked really good. I really liked, I really, for some Gargano had a really good showing for somebody that has is a nothing happening dude right now. I thought he had a really good showing. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I really, I really like this chamber match. And, uh, yeah, what'd you guys think of it?
2: I, I mean, excellent, excellent combination of contestants. Uh, yeah. was my was the first thing I wrote. I mean, that, the mid, the mid card belts. Are kind of the the next man up belts, right? So for from that standpoint, everything was great, man. I mean, you, you put Rollins in there as the um, as the veteran, you know, who who did a great job. I mean, Montez Ford is a future superstar. I mean, everybody who's ever watched wrestling or watched NXT knew that that guy was going to quickly outgrow his tag team partner. I mean, it's it's time to pull the trigger, man. You, you've yeah. got you, you've presented him now as somebody who is a credible singles guy that can hang with everyone. Uh, I mean, you know, no pun intended with him hanging from the cage, but you know, he's, he's a guy that can hang. I mean, it's, it's time to, it's time to kind of, let's get rid of the street profits. Let's get, let's, let's push the other guy out, have the other guy turn on him and hit him over the back of the head and, and play the jealousy angle. And, you know, if you want to get Bianca Belair involved and say, you know, you've got everything going for you, you know, you, your wife's the champ, you're going to be a single star what about me? Whatever, you know, what about Raven kind of deal? <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. But now's the time to do it. It's time to pull the trigger on that. Let's get, let's get rid of that. Um, I think mean, Ford, Ford for me is a little goofy and it irritates the shit out of me when he does it. He's just a little too goofy sometimes. But other than that, that guy's going to be great. I mean, this match was awesome. Everybody in there was good. You know, I, I, like I said, I don't really remember anything that Theory did, but, you know, Bronson Reed's so good, man. He's so good. There and Damian Priest, I've you know, we've we've loved him, we've all loved him since the ROH days, man. We we he's probably he's probably gotten farther ahead than what any of us probably thought he would have at, at that point, you know, as as a prospect and as a as a as a a real contender for for you know opportunities. And I what a great match. This this might have been this might have been my my favorite elimination chamber that I've ever seen.
1: I thought the contestants yeah. were really good. Uh and then uh shoot what you said about montez being goofy i am a hundred percent on that board i he is a little too goofy for me and why is he crotch chopping so much you're not in deep. Yeah, dude
0: he was firing him out there man and like, nonstop.
1: stop you don't do it 15 times just do it once if you're gonna do it you get a one you get a one crotch chop limit and that's it like Hunter needs to get on that one because that was way too much. Like, dude, we get it already. You're a mark for DX. We all are. But you don't have to continuously remind us every time you've done a simple move in the in the chamber. Like, yeah, he I don't like Dawkins. I think Dawkins is, is a big pile of trash, but um, please unhook. But
2: get, the but get the match. Get the match. Have, have do the angle yeah. do the angle where Dawkins turns on on, you know on uh, on Montez because he's jealous. You turn Dawkins heel, and then maybe it I, I don't know, but I don't know if it's already at Mania, or if you do it at Summerslam or whatever it is. But you gotta you gotta you want to get that match in the ring and have and have Montez beat him plain.
0: Yep. Yeah, my my two big things with this were uh, first. The fact that they lured Bronson Reed back. Yeah, you know, th- this dude this dude beat Okada, you know? So, like, he left WWE and went to New Japan and beat Okada. So, they thought that highly of him as a prospect. And for them to bring him back and just sort of capitalize on that uh, New Japan momentum, I thought was awesome. He looked great. He was a killer. It took two people to, uh, to knock him out and pin him. Um, so all those things were fine with me, the way that he was beaten, he wasn't geeked out, nothing. So the Bronson Reed was a high spot and the best thing that Montez Forrest did, and he did a lot of great things. Don't get me wrong. His sell job of that stomp. I'm not even kidding. I I th- I thought that he was legitimately getting like worked on and carried out of there like and then logan paul runs and you're like oh they that's the undertaker spot or whatever where they have to open the the cage up and that's how they get outside or you know that's how you get your interference but like i was convinced that he was just knocked silly and he was done yeah i mean holy what a cell job not comically flopping not laying dead motionless like just the perfect amount of what's happening i'm de- like he was that was, it was really well done man very really good. well done that was yeah and so i that was I, that's the only other thing that i could really add is that 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 was that was superstar selling from him you know and and that's a good thing that's it's a very especially for his guy that it's as flashy and does the kind of moves that he'll be doing and everything else and you know baby faces in wwe gotta sell that's one of the things whether it's Vince or Paul or anybody else in charge is the babyface has got to sell. And I think that he I think that he demonstrated that he can catch sympathy in the right ways. And so I, I think that the big things are on the horizon for him. And what's crazy is that Austin Theory messed around and was pretty regular in the match. And he's, he's just gonna get John Cena at WrestleMania. <laughs> like like out of out of all these people that we can say all these good things about, Theory's going to be wrestling John Cena at WrestleMania.
1: That is going to be awesome. Like I'm what? So you for that? I
0: I just it's, just, it's crazy. Yeah, like, it's just yeah. crazy that like, you know, you think like, oh, it was, it was underwhelming or whatever and, you know, here comes Cena now. I I think that that Theory is going to be all the right kinds of obnoxious. And so I'm here I'm here to see a month's worth of build cuz Cena's on they said in 2 weeks, right? Yeah, he's In raw something yeah.
1: like that a couple more yeah he's on that March first yeah. or whatever episode so perfect amount of time to get to WrestleMania super excited for that one all right so uh we're at the main event and this was this this main event this is what we've been building to for this whole storyline since last April it was the culmination of this very well told story that they very much looked into with Sami Zayn joining the bloodline and the big the big match the the big uh face off between Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn it, it had all the big fight feel to it the crowd was rumbling all night for it they were enormous for Sami on Friday night and it, this, this was awesome. This was, this was everything that WWE does right when they get it right. And it looks like that. Nobody does it better. Um, And I just, it was, it was awesome. And I, and I thought that uh, interesting that they had Reigns come out first and that Sammy came out last. That
0: was, they, they needed to, yeah, they needed to do that.
1: man it, it's
0: because wrote, yeah, like you could, you couldn't do that. That 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 whole, hum tribal chief music after Sammy's pop, like just let him explode and then ride it right into the bell ringing. Yeah, I I, I didn't think there was any other way to do that.
1: Right, and uh, yeah, I thought that was really smart on their part. Um, I I thought it was a really good match, and and the uh the after match uh antics and all that were good, and then what they did last night on Raw, I thought was good. Um. But, yeah, I I I was not in the court of belief that you needed to put that title on Sammy. I was never in that court. It doesn't need to be done. I didn't think that's the story they were ever telling from the beginning. And, you know, I understand that this is where uh, I know that Andretti is going to throw out the restraint part of uh, the booking for Triple H. But, um I thought this was very well done. I love the story that they're telling. I we, we, obviously we know what we're going to get at WrestleMania with uh, the Usos versus Kevin and Sammy. Make them work for it to make Sammy work for it to get to Kevin. Um, but masterclass, very well done. Loved it.
0: I thought um, that this was, uh, I was just really quick. I don't I don't have a whole lot to say that other than to echo your sentiments that this, the match was awesome. The near falls were incredible. There were several times I legitimately thought that Sammy was going to pin him. Um, there was the, uh, the one blue thunder bomb. Uh, I, b- I believe that was the super close one. Um, uh, I don't remember if we had one right off of the haluva kick or not. There, there were certainly at least two spots where I was like, oh. and yeah. I and I think that they really couldn't go wrong here. the The one thing that I heard that actually made sense was that Von Eric and Flair, Von Eric was gonna win the match. There was nothing other than Von Eric winning the match, right? And he won the match, and then Flair won it back. You know, sometime later, whatever. Won it, but but if if I'm not
2: mistaken, uh, Mongoose, I, I think I think that they put that belt, they put the belt back on Flair pretty quick.
0: Yeah, it was it was in a very short very very short time span. But but the point was that you know that that for that particular match at Texas Stadium, you know, all that it had to be Von Eric. And so that was the argument that I heard that I can get down with. And to be honest, here's what I think. This is my dirty little conspiracy theory. With Paul's book. I I think that if you remember. SummerSlam, Jesse Ventura, special referee. That was supposed to be the night that Triple H was crowned the champion for the first time. Yes. And Mankind ends up winning that match. Yes. And then Triple H beats Steve Austin the next night.
1: And <laughs> I think- Beat Mankind the next night.
0: Or, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, sorry. Didn't beat Steve Austin. Didn't beat Steve Austin. That, that That's the important part. Yeah, because- beat Mankind the next night.
1: Because Steve, and I think that to be to lose to triple H on that card.
0: Yep. And I think that, that in deep within triple H's mind, he thought you mother bleepers. Like I should have beat Steve Austin that night. That was my night. That was the night that I was to get crowned and you made me beat the next guy the next day. And even though it didn't stop any of anything about his rise to the top of the company, I would not be surprised if he didn't think I'm not pivoting to Sammy because they did it to me with Mankind and then I had to beat Mankind and I should have beat Steve Austin. So Triple H, or excuse me, so Roman Reigns is going to lose to Cody. Cody's going to beat Triple H. He's not beating the guy in between. I don't want a transitional champion. I'm going to crown a guy by beating the guy. Do you see what I'm saying? So that that's why I think that 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 really that's my that's my conspiracy ulterior motive there to that that the Booker was personally slighted at one at, at the the what would have been the inflection point of his career that really really sent him up the meteor uh, into the stratosphere and it sort of got taken from him because he didn't get to pin Steve Austin
1: right to but uh, another thing as a Big Triple H mark, and what he said about that is that, um, at that time, it actually wasn't look when he looks back on it, it wasn't as bad as what he thought in the moment because more people ended up seeing him on Raw the next night than they did on pay per view as actually winning that championship. So it all kind of
0: (laughs) That's also that's also what you say while you're still employed by your father in law.
1: Yeah, that is true too. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: So, so it's it's not like you said my father in law is a dumb dumb. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. Right. So, and, and he's on company calls and stuff, trying to put over the business and whatnot. So, so yeah,
1: that's that, that was I that was
0: yeah I been really chewing on that one, and that's I thought of that I thought of that one driving home today, and I was like, I wonder if that's. If that's not really the reason why he wouldn't pivot, you know, that, that he was so unwavered in, in this is the way that we're going is because it happened to him and he's not going to let it happen to his, you know, his guy, because Cody would be his guy. Roman is still Vince's guy. Yeah. Cody could, you know, Cody will be his, you know, he'll be the one that's steering the ship with, you know, his, his first chosen champion.
1: That's a, that's a fantastic conspiracy theory. I love it. I'm on board with it. What about you, Andre? What did you think of this main event?
2: Um, I think it was the right call in advance and the wrong call the night of the show. Um, I, I think that uh, here's where the restraint got the best of the Booker and that they should have given the ball to the guy who had the hot hand. And pop that town, and had him lose the belt either the next night, or three weeks later, or a month later, or whatever. Because Cody beating beating Reigns at WrestleMania has nothing to do with Reigns not having the belt for 24 hours. And that's that. And I've I've been thinking about that. Absolutely right. Yes, this. I've been thinking about this since since last weekend, watching the show. I, I just I think they they missed on Ziggler. They missed on Rollins. And they were gun shy with with Sami Zayn, and they should have done it. They should have put the belt on Zayn for a week or a day or a month or whatever you want to do. And I and and I, I really think they missed the boat. And that's this is where this is where Triple H's restraint, which I which I greatly praised earlier, came back to bite him in the ass with a main event. My my biggest problem
0: with it, and I listen, I that. Again, it goes back to that that Kerry Von Erik thing where everybody knows Kerry Von Eric well. I know I've never seen that match, dude. But I know that is a big time WrestleMania or excuse me, wrestling moment in history of Carrie von Eric beating Ric Flair. And I don't, you know, I couldn't tell you when he lost the belt back or anything like that. And so they you don't get a chance to have moments like that very often. And so with the with that that wouldn't have been the wrong call. Absolutely. Wouldn't have been a wrong call. The the thing that I think they did wrong was that they didn't, they didn't like get the, give the crowd any like big pop at the end besides the halloufa kick. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't get the hug with Sammy and Kevin Owens or, you know, we didn't like, there wasn't anything that you got to leave there and be like, wow, that was awesome. Like everybody left being like, that, that sucks. sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like you have this in magical night; the entire night is magical. That was a 30 minute magical main event, and you literally leave saying,
1: "Ugh." Yeah. You know,
0: like that's that's the only thing.
1: If they would have gotten the you know the the Owens, the Owens and Sammy hug reunite, that would have absolutely been the good the the feel good fans leaving on a good note. Uh, I think that would have absolutely been appropriate there, Um, and and or or even I'm sorry
0: to thunder over you really quick, but or even Jay hitting Roman, yeah, and then Jimmy attack like you know what I'm saying like something like that even like would have been crazy, and we got none of it, you
2: know. So I, yeah, Uh, and and look, look, you've got you've got a game plan going into WrestleMania. And you want to stick to that game plan, and you want to make that game plan work. But what if something better comes along? What what if yeah. what if something else comes up where you can you can create this this special moment that people are going to remember forever? Because here's the thing: Sami Zayn is not a joke. This guy is really good, and people really like him right now. Giving him the title for for a couple of days or, or a month or two weeks doesn't matter, man. Even if he never holds that belt again, so what? But people still talk about the Texas tornado beating Ric Flair, and and look, that was a perfect, perfect example that you gave with that, uh, uh, Mongoose. Perfect example. Nobody, nobody remembers the fact that, that Kerry only had that belt for a, a month. Nobody remembers that. The people remember that. People remember that moment because it meant so much. And I think I, I think they just really they they just blow it with that. Their their restraint hurt them in the moment.
1: So do we think Vince would have put Sammy over?
2: I don't think Sammy would have ever been in that spot. Well, you know,
0: it's, you know what? It's, it's, it's tough because I think you might be right here, Andretti, but Vince ran with Kofi mania and, you know, Kofi, Kofi like Sammy was, uh, I don't want to say a mid-card geek, but a mid-card geek for a long time and is undersized and everything. And Now, he he beat Daniel Bryan. He didn't beat, you know, Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns. And when, he, when Kofi did wrestle Brock Lesnar, it lasted six seconds. And, you know, that was what it was. But I don't know, man. I, he he may have been more apt to make the change than than Hunter was in this situation. But again, I don't think that there, that you're going to, that the that you could make a wrong decision it is you you're a thousand percent right though in that you know roman having this belt it's not the longest reign ever you know like it'd be one thing if if this was the longest reign in the history of the company or something like that that's not it and you know the the reality of it is is that him him losing that match you know mike tyson lost to uh buster douglas you know what i'm saying like like there's there's been up, upsets and underdogs and things like that and buster douglas didn't have that belt uh, for, you know he, he got killed by vander holyfield however long later like it, it there is a precedent in sports history for the unstoppable force to get caught on the wrong night you know what i mean and for for the magic moment to be there and then he gets himself back and then you know then he goes back and 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 you know wins the rematch or whatever and they would not have sold one less ticket there would not have been one less buy if that was like you had said roman as the champion for a month after he beat sammy as opposed to being the champion for three years that's not going to make any difference but i i again i can't i can't fault them for not wanting to deviate from that plan and that's that again, that goes back to why I think that that may have been the decision that they made, but it's it is what if and the problem is is we won't see that for years and years and years. that was that was something that was very it was organic and it grew and it wouldn't stop growing. and you were in the right place at the right time, literally for both, and they didn't do it. so
1: yeah, i and I think if it wasn't so close to WrestleMania that they probably might have. But with WrestleMania literally 40 days away at the point of time when they did it, like, I don't what think... What does it
2: matter? All the tickets are sold.
1: Well, right, but Triple H is a huge... Um, He's a huge, like, plan guy. Like, that, well, we've seen it a lot with... Uh, whenever he ran NXT, he had a plan, and that was the plan, and you never deviated from the plan. And I know that, like, that's not quite conventional anymore, but that's the way that he books.
2: I mean look i it's hard for me to say this because they just sold they just sold the the media rights for a billion dollars or whatever it was for peacock and they're gonna sell the company for seven billion or nine billion tomorrow or whatever it is. It's hard for me to say this, but you left money on the table <laughs> you let you left money on the table with with not putting that belt on Zane and not running with that and getting in getting a buzz going for for a, a couple of weeks that's that's just my opinion, you know I, I've thought about it since saturday night and i i definitely thought reigns was gonna win And in, in in the moment i thought it was the right call but after sitting on that for a couple days i thought that they really they really missed out on a special moment in wrestling
1: yeah i uh, when you say it like that it's it's making my it's making my wheels turn
2: i mean it's not it's not real well, man. It, it's know, not real it's not real you can create these well, it, you can create these moments
0: but and that's I that I literally was just going to say this. So right? I so you you set up the T. You know they uh, there's there's the thing about um, I think that was Meltzer said about um, you know the that there's you know these uh, MMA fighters that go to Brazil and they have this great um, homecoming and they're in this big main event and stuff. But like whenever you're in those sports you are leaving it up to chance. Like with wrestling, you don't need to leave it up to chance. Like you, you literally get to say like, Oh, we have this perfect, perfect chance. And so you get to, you get to pick the result. So that's thing one. And then thing two is um, that for the ratings, for the, for what that for what it is, the biggest quarters that they've done over the last, whatever, two months or so their biggest spikes in viewers are all Sami Zayn segments, they're not Roman Reigns segments. Cody's a mover, um, Sammy's a mover, and so you know, there's that like whether or not Roman's on the show, people tune into Sammy, and so it's not like that's just a nothing thing, too,
1: right? Right, but yeah, we'll see where it goes. We are 30. Eight days away, I believe, because yesterday was 39. We're 38 days away from WrestleMania. It's going to be the biggest of all time, like they always say every year. Um, But thank you to you both for coming on and uh, talking about Battle in the Valley and Elimination Chamber. Uh, We will uh, see where it goes. Really excited for this WrestleMania season, excited for SmackDown. We got Tony Khan's uh, huge announcement tomorrow, so we'll see what that is. And uh yeah, we're on our way to WrestleMania and uh revolution is in a couple of weeks too. So uh we'll be talking about that here in the next couple of weeks for sure. So um make sure you check us out on uh, Twitter at the underscore podski, check us out on Instagram, the underscore podski, and Facebook at the Podski with John Baker. And uh we will see you next time on the podski.